Welcome to the swamp. Welcome to the swamp, everybody. I have no idea where that came from, but uh, drain the, the swamp. swamp. Yeah. Well, okay. We're gonna <laughs> welcome everybody to the Broken Mess podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andy, and I'm joined by John Flask. Be doing Greg, everybody, and guys. It's been a hundred episodes. We've met together and done this for two-ish hours at a time. A hundred times now. No way. Not me. I did maybe. <laughs> no, uh, not you. <laughs> well, Vita, 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 might, Vita, Vita might have done 30 for being generous, but, you yeah. know. But it's somebody's hundred. But good job. But good job, guys. Proud of you guys. Yeah. I, think I, I think I missed, or not missed, but I think I wasn't there for just the Ghost of Tsushima episode, maybe. Like, Which I just didn't do that episode. one. Yikes. I don't think that so, I was there for any episode, right? Somebody guest hosted for me at least once. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. That that yeah. did happen. Okay. And, so you know, me and you probably the most, but still not yeah. actually. But for all yeah. of us, well, we can privately celebrate the episode 100 that all that me and you will have, and like let's just call it 10 episodes, just to be safe. <laughs> sure. Uh, but hey, this has been a hell of a time doing this with you guys. I, I like having just the excuse to get together and talk about stuff we like every week without being distracted by other things for nothing else. Totally. I'm excited to do another hundred. Whoa. What? We'll slowly roll there. Brokencampfire.gmail.com. Twitter is at Broken Campfire. And we're going to start off strong tonight. Greg, I've heard you got something for our listeners here. Some, quote, Tales from the Tomb. Featuring Greg the Tombkeeper. Why, yes, I come telling a great story. <laughs> what, what, what is he doing? I'm the Tombkeeper. Oh. That's what the Crypt Keeper sounds like, right? I'm uh, kind yeah, of trying to right. Yeah, no, yeah, I got it. Cool, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. I, I can't be the Crypt Keeper because I'll get sued, but I'm the Tombkeeper. Right, you should also stop saying Crypt Keeper. All right, Flask, edit that out and make it the uh, the Grave Watcher. Oh, it was fair use. It was transformative. Fair but. use. Uh, but yeah, uh, another game came out, the one, uh, the Quarry, uh, one of those super massive games, like the story games, uh, like uh, House of Ashes, Little Hope, all them. Yeah, the I uh, I collected all my boys and we watched. Uh, we we played through it. Gave everyone a character. And uh, I, I had a, I had a blast, like always. Everyone here was here, there. What'd you all think? Uh, you know, I'm gonna say it first because we've all said it. Just so I can take credit, it's better than the Dark Pictures Two, The Little Hope, but it's worse than the Dark Pictures Three, House of Ashes. House of Ashes was the best. You said, I can't sorry, tell you if I think it's worse. Yeah, okay. I think it's. I can't tell. Those if I are think the only two I like played. I think it. Man, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Or worse. Okay. Man, I'm is like a mid. It might. It might be middle. like the second to worst. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Uh, I I think that uh, uh, I guess let's do non-spoiler comments first if we have any. But just to sum it up. I think that it started strong and had a lot of fun ideas, and I think that the pacing really worked against the game with the fairly lame ending. Uh, to it all that kind of like uh, no like blunt to the experience. Plus, I mean, it was just bad writing, really, all the way throughout. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, the ending. It, that it became you guys, incredibly uh, apparent towards the end. It was it was a lot of stuff like 
characters having guns that they don't do anything with, and all of a sudden their model doesn't have guns. So like while you're in the middle of this sequence, you're thinking like, why doesn't she have her gun with her? Where's her gun? That happened like two times within the same within like 30 minutes, at least twice within like 30 minutes last night, and like some of the climactic scenes, and it was it was pretty rough. And a lot of times the action sequences would have choices that you have to make but you don't know all the knowledge because the game isn't presenting you with all the knowledge so you're just making blind choices with no real context in one case a character died because of a wrong choice made from an action that was off screen basically like yeah like you 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 literally could not see anything that was about to happen that's just not fun like that's not a fun choice to have to just blindly decide between a or b yeah well, I mean, on the we, other side, did we, did we really? I mean, did you guys have spoiler things to say? Oh, uh, I mean, no. We had a lot it, of fun it, with it. Don't get me yeah, wrong. We, I, yeah, I we had a lot have, of fun. We with did it. have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the other supermassive games. It's got it's crazy violent in suit parts of it. Uh, some people oh, yeah. died in really fucked up ways. Uh, but it, overall, I just every time we play those games, I have a blast, even if the story sucks. Spoilers for the quarry until twelve twenty nine. I gotta say, I don't don't think this is too spoilery. I'm really annoyed that the first three or four chapters were like all about setting up these character relationships that literally don't matter almost at all. And like you you never get a cast just doesn't do anything for the entire game. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Except just not die. There's a huge plot point the entire game that that just doesn't go anywhere. I'm talking about the broken car. Like it that that is never necessary at all. I mean, oh it's yeah, crazy. That's not. It's so what I think, have, I uh... think, uh, I was just gonna say real quick. Uh, with the thing with the car, I think if we chose the other option when we uh fucked with the car, it would have led to that car not being there. And yeah, that's but it, why, why, like, why would that matter? You know. Well, if one of the, I guess this would go semi into spoilers. Uh, but people go to hide. Uh, like that one girl goes to hide in it. I would assume if you we had done the one thing the car would have been gone and broken down further up the road and it wouldn't have been there potentially oh yeah. Bro- okay broken down further up the road gotcha yeah that could have been the case yeah overall um, i give it a thumbs up i also give it a <laughs> thumbs up i mean we had we, we we ultimately we had a ton of fun with it i would give it a thumbs up one thumbs up yeah they tread that fine line you know with all these games they're trying to make a b-movie a horror I was like, they're like b-movie games uh, absolutely yeah a horror game that's intentional type experience i, yeah, I do definitely have some absolutely. bad writing and some corny like corny uh, that's what i'm saying games. i don't know where their level of like in uh like incompetent writing ends and where their intentional uh bad b-movie writing begins you know what i mean like some of these games are better than others if they were all on the same level of like, like oh we we we're savvy we understand the the tropes of a B horror movie and we're we're utilizing those you know we're being clever with the writing and still making it like purposefully bad, then I think all the games would be at a certain level of quality, but some of them kind of suck. So it's like I, I'm not sure that they're not actually also just kind of bad writers. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if. At some point, this engine was made and someone was like, oh, we literally could just keep pumping these out very easily and they'll make enough money to keep doing this. And we don't have not because that's that's literally what killed Telltale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they already have 
So this is the same people as uh, Dark Pictures, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 And they, they have they, they already have um, that other one coming out, right? Um, uh, I believe it'll probably be this end year. Yeah, the double inside. Yeah. So they're coming. They're they're coming out at a speedy speedy rate. Um. So yeah. Hopefully the next one's uh, quality is a little improved. The writing's better. I know they're uneven. We liked House say, of Ashes. You guys did. I was gonna say I I really really liked House of Ashes. I thought it was actually good. Mm. I mean, there was some silly stuff in it, but like as far as one of those games goes, it, it really had a good control over the pacing and everything. I wonder how much of the game, uh, how much. Oh, sorry. I wonder if your experience is unique because of the choices you picked in the game. I know Zach was saying that he was watching somebody else play, and he was very surprised by how different that playthrough was because of the choices that those people made. For sure, for sure, I think that that is a thing. But like, I think we've been talking about more general complaints than that, like our sure. specific story. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like, like when we talk about storylines going nowhere, that's like having beat the game, and like we can look back and see like there's no way that would have mattered. You know what I mean? Like stuff right. like that. Like, like, like what Flash said. He's not exaggerating. Like, of a cast of like eight characters, there's three important characters and the rest of them <laughs> are just like kind of throwaways there's at least three i can think of that just disappear largely for the second half of the entire game i don't know if you guys know this and i won't spoil it for Vito, and you guys can probably do so i'm talking about but there's one character that uh one one player character that if they die you can't like get the true ending only one character hmm if you wanted to elaborate, I I don't see myself playing the game. It, it's the it's it's the same character you start the game with. Yeah, that makes sense. She's yeah, kind of protagonist. Yeah, kind of protagonist. Think, and, and as well, the the cop he also has to live. Makes makes sense. At least until the end. All right. That's the quarry, right? Everybody's aired their bag. Yeah. I, hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully the next I, Dark Pictures is an improvement on that. More like House of Ashes. I, 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 thought, really, the, wait, I of thought the quarry was good. I don't know where... I'll, I think the writing was not that bad. I definitely. I think it was in the right uh, spot with his B-movie <laughs> acting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not. That's a bigger topic, but yeah. Yeah. But would, would, I, why do you guys think they didn't make this another Dark Pictures game? It, I think it this like was fits exactly team. in line. Oh, you just think it was another team and that's yep. why they didn't. Okay. I think how I think the uh Dark Pictures anthologies is one team and they have the another team to do like other spin-off games. Ah, okay. But that's I really don't know. My... I mean, it's weird especially like how it has a different storyteller and everything but like still has that same format you know what i mean yeah it's strange to make until dawn and then make the dark pictures anthology kind of like oh now we're anthologizing this with a with a similar but slightly different format and then go back to the until dawn style of like an independent thing that also is the same exact format again with the storyteller person. i guess you could have i guess you could have said maybe they were trying to build a story like a bigger story and like this would have been the start of an IP but like based on how this game went it really didn't feel like that right like it doesn't no. feel like a sequel's coming I think they were literally just like she's gonna haunt us 
That is true. <laughs> she did say she's gonna haunt this for our, forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess they just wanted to make a another Until Dawn style where they didn't have to be. And that's cool. I'm down with that. Uh, hey, like yeah, I said, no, I really enjoyed the game. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I enjoy these types of games from this studio. But that's the quarry, everybody. My other thing I want to talk about is Sniper Elite, everybody. Sniper Elite 5, the ultimate sniping game. Oh, that Me and Amy, yeah. we've been <clears throat> playing it together. I think Vito's played it, Flask has played it, you both played it together. Yeah, me and Vito were, were, were uh, poking at we, uh, it. We, we killed some Nazis. It. We beat we it, what, a few days ago? We started yeah. playing Authentic. That's just, dude, that's just straight Authentic. What is so, what's so authentic about it? Well, Andy, take it away. Yes, oh, all right. Well, the, you got better on this. First off, um, you don't actually zoom in on your gun like a video game where like you get eight times zoom and all of a sudden it's like a telescope, like a binocular what? on your gun. You you have to actually set the sights. So you have to like kind of spot how far people are and then adjust your sights to 200 meters, stuff like oh, that. Oh, shit. That's cool. Huh. I don't think me and Flask can handle that. There's pretty much no minimap or HUD element. Like you don't get visualization when people hear you and like when people are pissed at you. Like no, no, no like cues. no audio Either. cues. I mean, you get like obviously like if you're watching them, you can see them go like, huh, and like you know get apprehensive. Yeah, you don't but, get like a like a bang, like a big yeah, noise. Exactly. Like that. It's I just like they that. they usually scream and then the alarm goes off. Harder because ah! enemies do more damage. You take uh, more damage. Um, yeah, that's the gist. Just more hard, hardcore okay, like mode. Hardcore <clears throat> mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds cool. Um, it's pretty sick. It yeah. Can I butt in a little bit here? Um, sure, nah. man. We had mentioned this game, I think, the last pod, but then since then, me and Flask played it, and I was having fun, and I definitely do want to pick that up again. Uh, me too. But um, I guess my the one thing I wanted to say was the game's called Sniper Elite, and you know. Ultimately, it's like a stealth game, and it feels like, and maybe I just suck, but it feels like sniping is not the thing you want to do if you want to remain stealthy, because enemies can uh, hear, hear when you're shooting people, and they're usually not very far, and you're usually right. alerting people. You didn't get the snipe well, rifle suppressor. Well, hold on, hold on, because there's a few uh, points I have to cut through your argument. So one, yeah, I'd like you there's, to, yeah. there's sniper suppressors. Two, oh. you're supposed to mainly like stay hidden, but also there's generators, cars, there's many things on the map which use to mask mm. your noise. And yeah, that's we ran into a couple of those. Maybe we're just not using them properly. I guess. Yeah, because I've I snipe. Andy can uh, attest to it. We've sniped a shit ton in that game. Okay. And I know the first match, we, the first level we played Flask. I felt like we did really well. We were pretty stealthy, and it was usually like coming up to a camp where there's like two people. So it's like, all right, that makes sense. I'll snipe one, you snipe the other, no problem. Mm -hmm. And then the second oh, map, man. it was like, no, you're coming up to an encampment of 10 dudes. There's no way you could snipe one without everybody else knowing. So we were just constantly alerting people. Um, yeah, we did run into like those cars that you could jerry-rig to, to make noise or whatever. But um, yeah, I guess I guess we just have a little bit to learn. I, yeah, I, I think, think since the last time we beat played, up. oh boy. Was that? I said um, I don't think you're a sniper elite. Oh, definitely that. But yeah, what, what, what's that, Flask? What were we on? Oh, just I think since the last time we played, um, 
you did mention that previously and we're told the same thing. And I think just next time we play, we really have to like see if we weren't like, like exactly like you said, like if we weren't using those noise generating objects enough or something like that, or just if there's something else we were like not utilizing to its fullest extent, maybe there was. Yeah. Cause it was frustrating me a little bit where I felt like I had to just knock everybody out physically. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know you were trying to do a lot of sniping and I was like, this is just not working. People are just finding us, but uh, okay. So, yeah, well, you guys are too. like stealth operators. So like another thing is that like, you don't have to kill everybody, you know? And I, and right. I don't know you guys that know too. that, but I, but I am saying like, you really can pick your targets. Yeah. Um, but they're, I do they're think Nazis, I was. <laughs> and the other thing is that like, eventually you get good at like, you get caught and it's not a big deal cause you can get away. Getting away is not that hard. And like once you get good at it, it becomes much less of a big deal to get heard. You know what I mean? Me and Andy are fucking menaces to the Nazi army. The way me and Greg would usually take it, and I'm not saying this is the correct way, it's just our way, is that typically Greg would be perched up somewhere with his uh sniper that had a suppressor on it, and I would go in close with my pistol. And, right. Yeah. Andy That's would just I, make noise, and I would just clean up and just yeah. wipe everything out that came after him. I, I I felt like that's a that was a good strategy to have one person really close. But we we haven't unlocked suppressors yet, I guess, for our snipers, so we just got to keep playing. Right, you, we would have to like pick up suppressed snipers if yeah. possible. Right, right. Uh, but I I do think I have to take what Andy's saying under advisement because I I'm not picking my targets enough. I think I'm I'm I love killing. Dude, I just dude, loved it killing. I, it great, great can great can attest. I love killing Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost there's too times, much. There's definitely, even we've in our authentic game, we've just, sep- me and Andy just went separate ways and we just cleared out, like, sections of, like, the towns in the first oh, level. Oh, shit. Well, that's Why another thing, that? too, is that, like, yeah, like, once you beat the game, like, I, we're definitely ready for authentic because, like, we can go through, just like he said, and do different parts of the map independently without much trouble, without much trouble at all. That's awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, me and Flash were definitely laughing. Uh, I mean, why was there even a war historically? If you could just send two people in and they could just, <laughs> and, and they could just handle, they just deal with everything. Why not? Why didn't we just do that? I guess you guys weren't they born yet. They didn't that's, think of uh, it. Vito, that's question for 40s president. <laughs> Andy, Andy and they Greg didn't, they weren't didn't born have yet. gamers back then, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. They weren't, people weren't trained the same. They weren't made out of the same I stuff. could guarantee I could probably hit Hitler from a good 500 meters. God, can you imagine saying that to a veteran? Like, <laughs> no, they didn't have gamers. No, I can't. They just weren't made out of the same stuff. <laughs> They're just not made out of the same shit. They don't even just know break how down and cry. Yeah. Watch your highest kill count. Huh? Interesting. I did that mm. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, weird. Your buddy went uh, two and one. That's weird. That's cool. Me and Greg killed like 80 Nazis on one map. Yeah, I got shot once. Why didn't you just use like a med kit to get yourself up, bud? Uh, Why well, you didn't yeah. have any friends to pick you, you up? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man, I, all I gotta say about Sniper Elite is uh, two thumbs up. Fuck Moeller. Hell um, yeah! Uh, it's my it's my first Sniper Elite game, and I hear that if you played Sniper Elite Four, you were maybe disappointed by uh, how incremental of an upgrade it is. Because I guess it's not all that much different from Sniper Elite Four, which kind of makes me want to go back and play that with you, Greg. I'd be down for that, dude. We can play four. I'll go through four. Fuck yeah! Just go back and play uh, all the, the games. Nazi Zombies one, the uh, Sniper Elite. Yeah, that one's a four player one. That one was fun. It doesn't have all, it doesn't have nearly as many many features as 
this one, but it was yeah, fun. that's it was like a fun I do that'd zombies. be cool if they made a zombie uh Nazi zombie game like that. Right, yeah, for that'd this be one. fucking sick. Yeah. But uh, wh- where I was going with that is that uh, I guess I guess that that does maybe sound a little disappointing for Sniper Elite fans, but it's it's a really good game, in my opinion. Uh, my last thing about that is um, I played a lot also of the uh, the Jaeger mode, which is you play as a Nazi soldier and you invade other people's games. Uh, that is a blast. I love invading people. I tried oh, to yeah, invade Vito and multiple times. I forgot about that. I, would just <laughs> I wish in. you had been able to show up. Oh, man, that would be so yeah, that'd funny. Be cool. I, I do wish that, I, I don't know, me, I thought it was a cool... You guys said this last pod, so I don't want to like echo the same things exactly. But uh, when a Jaeger joins, it's both a cool feature and really frustrating. It's I just, stressful as I, hell. I kind of wish they were like a third party, like espionage agent, and they had to deal with yeah. all the same shit we did. Because just like I would like that, you know, having to deal with not alerting all the guards nearby and that guy is really fucking hard. Mm hmm. I like, I think I've been lured into traps and I've lured people or me and Andy have lured people by like getting someone to come and, and like make noise. Guy goes to check it out. And we just snap his neck or stab him in the back. Jesus. But I like it. But yeah, that's yeah. it. Sniper Elite. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Great game. Cool, Definitely cool. down to play four with you, Andy. Anything else? Um, no, that's it. Uh, Oh wait, yeah, shit. I got, I got one. Well, I got one more thing about you said Cipher Elite Four. Uh, I, go, I was searching on Steam. All right, tell me this: How can Sniper Elite Five be sixty dollars? It's Sniper Elite Four is also sixty dollars. What the fuck? Sense? Fuck that. Oh, wait for them on sale. I think it goes on sale for like five bucks. It's uh, not on Game Pass. Oh, okay. I thought maybe the whole series was on Game Pass. That was my. I, I searched there first, but no, it's not. Damn. Okay. When, when did that come out? Four. 2017. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that long ago. My last right. thing is yep. uh, my One Piece update. I am on episode 345 right now. Nice. Greg, you're making Crazy, great man. progress. Where are you guys at, Jono? I'm so proud of you. We're on like 190 or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have blown past them. I am I'm hanging out in a place called Thriller Bark where there are zombies and it's crazy and I love it. That's dope. You're on a speedboat. I guess by a thousand episodes, you've done everything, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't expect any of this. Uh, it's a big world. Flask? Hi. You've got a whale of a tail today. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a whale of a tail. Uh, yeah, I got shows to talk about, and I got some game stuff to talk about. Uh, hopefully, it won't take too long. Um. I watched a a British show from a few years ago. I think it's still going, but um, it's called Ghosts. You guys heard of this one? No. Ghosts. Um, Because it's gotten some positive buzz in recent years. Enough to get a U.S. adaptation, actually, which I have not checked out. Um, But it's about uh, like an average couple that inherit a big old mansion and find out that it's inhabited by... Um, like a kooky ghosts. cast of ghosts oh. from a variety of eras in history. That's cool. Um, who had just been Isaac you know Newton hanging ghost. around since whenever they died. Isaac Newton ghost. <laughs> you know, pound around with Einstein ghosts. Oh, that yeah, that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I watched season one. 
and it was a uh, like a decently amusing comedy. Uh, not laugh out loud, but it is enjoyable. I would say it, it got me a few times with one particular recurring gag. What what is it? Uh, and ghosts, what? ghosts. Uh, oh, sorry, I, I I brain zoned for a second, and you started talking about a comedy. I didn't realize you were talking about the same entity. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, it is a comedy. I don't know okay. if I said that. Okay. I guess not. Um, so it's got you know the the sort of the British style of humor where it's it's kind of hit or miss, usually more miss than hit. Um, but it, it would get me with like one particular recurring gag and the odd joke here and there. Um, so I could recommend it if you just sort of ignore the silly bits. But then I started season two, and immediately the plots had turned to like obnoxious sitcom plots where the characters just like try schemes and then by the end of the episode it blows up in their face of course so it was just kind of like i don't know i guess they ran out of or i don't know it's weird it was just it became trite and it really lost me at that point so i quit the show after a couple episodes into season two which is a little disappointing but yeah i could recommend season one of of ghosts uk don't know about the u.s version okay okay Okay. Uh, I also watched season one of For All Mankind, which is an Apple Plus show. I was yeah, say, I feel I've, like I've heard I've heard good things about this one. This is um, yeah, space show. It is. Uh, go on. <laughs> yeah, so I watched the first season of it uh, because, like Vito said, I've heard really positive things about it, and I did hear that it starts slow and then picks up as it progresses. But that by the end, it's you know one of those shows that makes you go whoa because it like this really is like ramps an alternate up. history kind of show, right? Yes. The premise of this? Um, well, first of all, I'm sorry to say that it it didn't really do that for me, or I didn't find it that it did that what people claimed it did, and I actually found it fairly huh? disappointing, um, which surprised me considering how much buzz I've heard about it. But yeah, the show was an alternate history story where the Russians landed on the moon before the U.S. in 1969 uh so they were first they they won the space race to the moon uh and how that alternate how this alternate space race is subsequently affected and extended by that uh because the u.s then gets like really you know jealous and kicks into gear more than they did after they won right um in real life so it's a fun little premise and it, it could be interesting to see what could happen um and it does explore some of what might have been had the U.S. Uh, and Soviet Russia continued to have a vested interest in uh, pushing the boundaries of space exploration. And instead of like what happened in real life, which was practically like dusting their hands after the moon race was over. Um, so it does explore that, but it's actually a secondary consideration of the plot fit in between like social commentary and mm -hmm. uh personal storylines personal that's that, this is what i've heard about the show that like the space oh, stuff is really cool but the show is mostly about like personal uh, individuals and relationships that is absolutely true it seems much more interested in telling like normal 70s era human interest stories using the the alternate moon business as a backdrop for the people involved with and, you know, adjacent to NASA, all those characters. Are those um, stories not interesting? That No, no, no. That's not to say that the that they're poorly done or anything like that. But they're, 
well, they're you know they're fine television, uh, and like it's written competently and acted well. All this stuff is like done well. But what ends up happening all throughout the show is you have mundane character drama that takes up most of the time, and then whenever the space and science comes back into focus, they just go with whatever could happen next that would be the most dramatic thing to happen. So it's like you're it's like you're watching a, an HBO level or quality soap opera where they need to have like a car crash or a a falling out every other episode to keep the the trembling viewers engaged the, and and yeah. biting their nails Extend the so drama. later in the show exactly later in the show I found myself more and more just kind of like throwing up my hands like well this might as well happen now mm. uh, because it can't ever just be like a normal progression it has to be dramatic and th- you know Things like this give me trust issues with internet discourse because everyone seems to love it or at least yeah. think that it gets really good. That's that's all I've seen, which neither of which I really feel. And I think people confuse it gets more dramatic with it gets more good. And I'm not saying anyone's wrong to enjoy yeah. that, but I don't personally enjoy that when it just get, it gets more dramatic. Oh, Yeah, I have a uh, not... A very similar vibe, and the first thing that made me think of was when I was seeing people talking about the Halo TV show, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course most people hate it, but like then there are, there is like a group of people who say like, no, it does it's a bad Halo show, but it's actually a really good sci-fi show, no. and it's like no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Like it's really not. Yeah, it's I and and it's just such a different way of seeing it that I just I can't understand it at all. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to like talk about how that isn't the case yeah if it wasn't a halo show you would watch it and go like this just sucks what the fuck <laughs> this is just this sucks yeah i mean we're already saying that but it sucks for a different reason right um, well, i mean it sucks for all those reasons yes. but yeah so yeah uh i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah, what to say other than no good I've to said. know because that was just... on my radar all i had heard was kind of what, basically what you said but maybe you were a little uh, more um, firm about those opinions, but I, I had heard that people were saying maybe the backdrop was a little more interesting than some of those personal stories. But I guess I'll, it's I'll it's like that. if I had not liked all the personal stories, I would have stopped watching. Like if it just sucked, it does not suck. Yeah. But yeah. it's just it's a it's disappointing. disappointing. Yeah, exactly. It's disappointing to me that what I wanted from the show I did not get. And mm-hmm. what I was promised by all the internet discourse did not come to pass and was instead a different right. version of that entirely. Now, what have you felt then about the internet discourse around the other Apple TV show, Severance? Ooh, Severance. Uh, hmm. Because so, I, I, I honestly had not heard of that show until like the recent weeks. And I think... Uh, Red Letter Media did a video, and that was like the first time I really heard about it. Oh, okay. And they talked very favorably about it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's interesting you ask me that because I was going to say that for next time, but I did watch season one of that. Okay. I mean, if you want to save it for next time, that's fine. I'm not going to get to it anytime soon. Okay. Um, I'll t- well, you know what? I probably won't get to it in the, within the next week. Okay. But okay. That's fine. I have enough more to say. I will save it for next time. It's fine. I, I, okay. I, I, I have wait, thoughts I on your severance talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as for stuff I played game wise, um, I played The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX for the Game Boy Color. Why? 
I will give brownie oh, points dude. to whoever can guess the twisted logic behind me deciding to play this game. Yeah, Does anyone have an idea? Hang on, dude. You couldn't Whoa. play the Switch version, so you just went with the next best thing. Yeah, and you say you can play the Switch version, but you wanted to play the original first to see how it stacks up. Okay, there's Greg and John. No, it's more than that. He wouldn't. A- he wouldn't have asked if it was quite that simple. He said it was twisted, John. That's simple. You're insane. You gotta perhaps. give me a minute. You can't put me on the spot here. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll say the rest of my piece. It's not. It's not the. Pl- it's not to play it on the switch, or at least not directly. I'll say the rest of my piece it's, about the game, and then you can you can think about it for a minute. Okay. Is that okay? It's so that he can play Tunic. Oh no, he already played Tunic. I didn't play Tunic. Did you already play? T- yeah. you, you did play Tunic. No. It's so you can play Minish Cap. I think it's so you can play Tunic. So what was my what was my exact logic if that's the case? Uh, you know that Tunic's like most heavily inspired by Link's Awakening or whatever it is, the, the popular Switch game. Um, and, you know, I'm basically just adding a step to John and Greg. You're correct. That's fucking... Oh, you're so crazy, <laughs> Flask. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was twisted and perhaps uh, I insane. Love Flask. I I want to play Tunic, and in my brain, I know that it was inspired by Link's Awakening, and in fact, is even probably graphically inspired by the Link's Awakening remake on the Switch. I, I don't want to play the Switch version before I played the original Link's Awakening for the Game Boy, so I played that. Wow. Flask, Hell yeah. You know <laughs> I, know, I know Flask. You do? You do? Maybe too well. Wait, sorry, what, Greg? Oh, I said, do you want a do you want a uh, switch? Maybe. Why didn't you tell me this, Flask? We could be friends. <laughs> Wait, we're not already friends. <laughs> no, I only want. Oh uh, shit! No, I'll, I'll, I'll get into I'll get into it next time. Actually, I'll get all into right, something all right, all right. something interesting. Uh, but yeah, I played I played Link's Awakening DX. Um, how was it? It's it's actually good fun to play even today. Um, and it's surprising how quintessential a Zelda experience it still feels like today, even though it was like an off hours labor of fun for the Game Boy just made like, like on a whim, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, they did, you know, once they saw the product, they poured effort into it. So it was a legit product, but, um, yeah, I would say like the major negatives of, of it are the things that anyone who mentions the game today complains about which is the item swapping uh, necessitates going to the start screen and switching what's in your equipped slots, which includes your sword and shield. Uh, And you have to do this constantly to progress in the game all the time. Uh, And then also whenever you brush up against like a boulder or a pot, the game stops to say several lines about it every time, about it being like too heavy to pick up with your bare hands for for the entire game. It just keeps repeating them if you even so much as touch an object that you can pick up with a certain night. Anyway, yeah, those are the things that everyone always complains about with this game. But uh, you get used to it. You kind of just, you know, begrudgingly accept it. And I believe they did uh, improve that, make quality of life improvements for the Switch version, which is cool. I mean, yeah, I would hope so. Yes. Like, I would hope that the Switch version in 20-whatever-it-was doesn't have the fucking... <laughs> yeah, you it would know. be pretty crazy if it still worked like that. Um, Some fans would prefer that. But yeah, I, I could I could imagine it totally being a great game to play in intervals on the go, 
uh, as long as you didn't go too long between sessions and forget what you were doing. Because it does kind of, it was only the fourth ever Legend of Zelda game. So it's still in the era of like, doesn't, it holds your hand more than the original Legend of Zelda, as an example, but it definitely still doesn't like outright tell you as much as the later Zelda games do. Um, you know, I feel like it's one of those games where you could tackle a segment or, you know, a dungeon during a particular session and then come back to it later and tackle another dungeon. Playing it straight through, the dungeons do start to become a little tedious in the latter half um, once you exhaust stuff to do in the in the overworld. And it's not like they're badly designed or anything like that, but it's just a lot of running back and forth and hitting to make th- hitting things to make things happen. Uh, it's the old style of design that's it's it's less plainly fun than the later games in the series. Like the later games really make an effort to just like easy I mean they I think they become more like uh boredom or a tedium proof as the games go on for sure. Um but yeah, that being said, it's a, it's a surprisingly important entry in the series. I mean, it was like probably maybe the most influential one to the subsequent games because cool. it's like cool. Yeah. You you wouldn't want to skip it. So it's uh, it's no wonder it got remade. And I'll have to play the remake at some point. Uh I I'm excited to follow you down this path to tuning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, multi-step path to Tunic. Um, and then one more thing I did want to talk about. I'll try to rush through this, but I did play some Steam Next Fest demos. Oh. Uh, after the uh, you know after the conferences and stuff. Cool. They uh, Steam Next Fest opened up, and I played some of the demos from that. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just run down the list here. Uh, Agent sixty four spies never die, which is that uh, Goldeneye and sixty four Goldeneye knockoff. And it, it is Goldeneye through and through, but it feels pretty good to play. It's like a modern adaptation of the of the controls of Goldeneye. So yeah, you shoot your way through a level and certain objectives based on what difficulty you chose. It, it's nice. It's nice. Um, Trepang 2. I think it's called Trepang 2 or Trepang Squared. It's unclear, but there was no game called Trepang, so it is not a sequel. Um, it's a fear knockoff. So it's a shooty, shooty, shooty. Feels fun. Uh, it's got a lot of bullets and, and blood. It also has the bullet time mechanic, of course, from Fear. The environments in the demo are cool. uh, are like boring office and warehouse labyrinths. So it's this looks like not that fear, interesting. Like you it said, it is Fear. It is a Fear knockoff. Um, Turbo Golf Racing, which is basically Rocket League, except you're racing other players to knock your big ball down a long stretch of track. And put it in the hole at the end. Um, it seems like it can be fun. I think you need to get good at its mechanics and using the Mario Kart esque track elements to your advantage. So I was kind of like, personally, I was kind of fighting my Rocket League instincts because the games are not the same mechanically. So I, <laughs> I was consistently coming in, you know, low in the race. Uh, but it seems like it could be fun as you as you get used to it. Uh, Broken pieces. It's a uh, sort of survival horror sort of adventure game where you uh, you run around in a, in a 3D environment, checking things out, collecting items, fighting creatures every now and then. Um, the combat is a little more gamey than, than Silent Hill. Like you got lock-on mechanics and dodging and stuff like that. And uh, But yeah, the most intriguing thing to me about this one was how it just drops you in the world in this demo. And it, so it drops you in the situation that just like gets stranger the more you learn about it. Like the character just knows things and she's telling, she's like 
monologuing cool. to herself and it's you're like oh this is an intriguing world um it, it's a uh like you're in like a european coastal town under some sort of supernatural oppression and you're a woman with gun training and a magical telekinesis crystal who's trying to find her husband i think seems kind of cool actually i i could uh could see myself picking this one up um the fridge is red the fridge is red which is a first person horror game that immediately felt so god awful that i turned it off like a is minute really, or two oh, into playing it that's sad because that was the game i wanted to ask you about because i know interesting I, I i picked this one out you know among these others because it looked interesting um it reminds yeah, me of cry of fear a tiny oh bit. yeah i could see that the controls felt bad <laughs> and there was a uh there was this atrocious filter over the screen that you couldn't turn off you could turn film grain off or whatever wait maybe that's a different game you couldn't anyway terrible filter over the screen that you could not turn off um the thought text it displayed was even like instantly dumb just really bad all across the board right away and i was like i noped out of that game disappointing um naiad it's a uh, pleasant little game where you play, you play a naiad, a water nymph, swimming down rivers, just swimming down rivers. <laughs> it's got uh, like watercolor visuals. To the point I got to, there wasn't really any substance to the game. It was just like swimming and singing to make flowers grow. But maybe that's just the early game. Don't know. Uh, Escape Academy, which we I, we had heard about in a previous conference. We saw a trailer for this. Right. Looked interesting. Uh, it's a first-person 3D escape room game with a story. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to have been inspired by the Zero Escape games, but it's like a Western version of that with what I assume is less stakes and drama and Japanese-like, yeah, interpersonal drama and stuff like that. Um, yeah, another one I could see myself playing. It seems like a good time. And you can play co-op. It's, uh, it's also a co-op game. So that seems Ooh. cool. Escape room and together. Uh, Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara, which is a, a really cute 3D platformer that I was only able to get a couple minutes into the demo of before one of the movement tutorials just didn't work no matter what I pressed. So I had to stop because it literally didn't work, So, uh, which is unfortunate because the game actually seemed nice. I like the visual style and the, the movement. Uh, Signalis. Signalis... Uh, an isometric survival horror adventure game. Uh, in the demo, at least, you, you're running around a crashed spaceship, fixing systems and collecting things and trying to avoid monsters. And it's, It seems all right. Uh, I didn't play it for very long because I didn't really like the visual style. Like, the model seemed all right, but there's an there's annoying... Uh, you know how certain games have that, that, like, blurry chromatic aberration filter over everything? Yeah. This is, this is one of those. That Oh, and that's nice. this was the one that I turned the film grain off of in the settings, and even then it wasn't like it you can't turn off the chromatic aberration. So oh well. Um and the last one, Frogun, which is a uh, delightful little throwback 3D platformer. Definitely an is there old about a frog school shogun? Frog gun. A gun that is also a frog. A gun that's made out of frogs. That's pretty yeah. crazy. That's got like an old school PS1 platformer feel. And initially it feels a little bit stiff, but once you get used to it, it's it's still way more smooth than the games that it than the actual games it took inspiration from back in the day. Um 
yeah, you're just going around these platforms with your frog gun, your frog gun, which you can use to pick up objects from afar and enemies or uh, attach to faraway walls to pull yourself to them. And along the way, you collect things like coins and other objects, gems and stuff like that. It's quaint. It's 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 nice. I could see myself playing this one. So yeah, a few uh, a few ones that I could definitely see myself uh, picking up and doing the doing the full game, like uh, Frogun, Escape Academy, Broken Pieces, maybe Agent Sixty Four. Yeah, there's some good stuff there. Cool. Yeah, I like sound sound of some of that. And probably try some of them demos. Thank you for coming to my conference. I really appreciate your patronage. The Flask Game Conference. I love FlaskCon. Thanks, man. We <laughs> do it because of people like gone you. Down since last year, but what? Uh, it's still all right. <laughs> is, is it all for your roundtable? That's all. All right. I'll start us off with just a little bit of video games. I'm played, and I think I'm gonna play a little bit less of for no reason. Well. No reason in particular, then I've gotten a lot of out of it. Already have gotten a lot out of it, I mean. Hard Space Shipbreaker. Really nice. fun game, very chill. I'm enjoying the, the gameplay loop, but, you know, the gameplay loop is, is pretty repetitive. I've been wanting some more meat recently, so I might try something else. I, I feel like if I were to say one negative thing about Hard Space, at, at times I'm not quite sure what the game wants itself to be, especially with the story stuff. And John's talked about that before not in these terms but story is really not good and it doesn't feel like it's serving anything to the gameplay and and it kind of just is mostly annoying for sure and they probably you know like a year out or at least nine months out from you know early access when they started like no actually maybe more than that i would say yeah a year year and a half out um from when it came out was when they started doing all this story stuff and yeah, even then, people were just saying, like, hey, yeah, well, you need more ship variety, you know, or you need more mechanics. And they just, that, they were just, I don't yeah. know what, what it was, but they were just invested in the, the, whatever story they have. And what you guys told me about how it's like, related, too, seems crazy to me. That you can't, that it's not just always, like, done while you're breaking up ships. It's like you have to have specific times yeah. invested into just being told the story. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times that, that, like, you just have to stand there and listen to an intercom. That's insane. Why would you do that? Like, you're literally just staring at the wall while audio logs are playing. Damn. Uh, but, and and I was going to say as well, I kind of wish, I feel like this game wants, I don't know, like, I feel like it needed more, needs more of like a puzzle element to it. Like, I've, I've been really enjoying when the ships are getting more dangerous, causing me to like have to do more stuff, you know, not just cutting holes and throwing into the processor at the same time once you do it once or twice you like figure it out yeah you know it'd be cool to feel like there's a lot more variety to that uh or like special challenges that can form you know it's sort of like a roguelike i think it could be cool uh, if there were like it up a little bit more advanced ships that came in and then those have like specific systems that you have to disable with like a mini game or something like that it does kind of have that but like i said like once like you I've experienced all this pretty quickly, I feel, and once I've done it once or twice, I haven't seen it ramp up. To be fair, I'm only, like, level 14, so, like, I think there is still a lot more content in the game. But I'm kind of hitting the point where I've seen a lot of these ships before, and I know it's going to take me, like, an hour to disassemble it. 
And I'm like, eh, hmm. maybe not right now. I get that feeling. You know what I mean? That being said, I, I love the game for what it is. Like, just being a chill game to play. Good time. On the Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> I don't know, John, do you feel like I was too harsh on it? I know you like that game a lot. Oh, man. I mean, it's fun cutting chips up, but it, it's a perfect Game Pass game. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. As well, me, John, and Vito finished season three of Barry. Oh, Lord. Me and Vito last talked about it around episode seven, I think. And we're going to spoiler bunker some folks and just head straight into the spoiler talk. I would like to become a flask. bunker resident, please. Let's go All sweep right. up the bunker. Barry, more like dairy. All right, you going in the bunker too, then. Spoilers for Barry season three until 10446. So that episode sucked, right? Terrible. Psych? Big psych? Uh, yeah, big incredible, psych. Incredible finale. Um, totally. You said that, I guess it was mentioned that, who was it, a writer had a panic attack while writing that? Yeah. What scene do you think that was in? Because it could have been any scene in the entire episode. I think it's the no-ho <laughs> I was going to, yeah, if any, definitely... Yeah, that's where my money is. John, me and Vito already talked about it a little bit. What did you think when Noho Hank was walking down the hall to Slenderman? Uh, what do you mean? He was walking down the hall to like the shadowy dancing figure. It was just a very cool shot where Noho Hank is. Uh... I, I was just saying, like, I was like, man, <clears throat> what the fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, I was totally entranced by that point. Oh, cool I don't shot. know. I didn't. Uh... That scene didn't particularly catch me. I mean, I did like what happened, and have, you know. Uh, actually, I thought it was a little silly. What did they, they sent like a fucking beast in there, and he was like breaking down the door, like the wall. I was like, "What the? What? What is this? Was this like a fucking man tiger?" Oh man, I don't. I don't think it's that's entirely like. I don't think that's as fantastical as you might. It's in Bolivia. Think. They, it's they, Bolivia. Got a, they got a. They're breaking they got the a tiger. wall down. Yeah, it was a thin little wall. I I think I don't know. And like uh, the guard threw up in front of the door. Like it, I'm not saying it was a bad scene. I just thought it was as silly as like this, oh, this show has been this season. Then 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 we did not. Um, but but like Noho Hank's thing. face, man. That's what got me. I, just like watching his face. I was horrified. I thought that was no, like yeah. Same. I would, I would say the feelings you're feeling. I I felt when the the biker was attacking Sally. That was uh, a great thought, scene as well. I thought yeah. that was a panic-inducing scene. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I felt that in that scene, and then for me, it just only ramped up when Noho Hank was no, being tortured. For me, I thought that was a little bit of comic relief. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was funny. That's interesting. I, I can, I can see why you thought that. I'm just saying, like, I totally had the opposite reaction. I was like Vito. Yeah. I thought it was like anxiety. Inducing. I think just the audio production in that scene alone. You're hearing in the next room somebody getting. Like crunched on, you're never on, seeing it. Crunched on, and you just keep hearing these noises. I know. I thought it was so over the top. I was like, I, I, it was. It was very over the top. It, but like, but like the drama playing out in Noho Hank's face, man. Like that. I think that's why, it like, made it not a, not comedy to me. Oh like, yeah, he was really maybe acting it's there. because all the other scenes, he's usually the comic relief. I just, I don't right. know. I, I, I wasn't worried about him like getting you. killed. I wasn't like, dude. I actually didn't think for a second that he would die. Uh, Maybe that's why, because I totally thought I, I thought the hammer was going to drop on some major character this season, 
You know what I mean? So I thought somebody had to die. I, if it was anybody, I didn't think it was going to be him for a second. I, I don't know. He just seems to always... So he's, he's like the comic relief character. He's, for me, yeah. He always the, figures it out. For me, the yeah. horror wasn't in that he something bad might happen to Noho Hank. I didn't really think that either. It was more just like, this is fucking mental torture. This is horrifying. Uh, having to be him yeah, listen, there was a lot of that. Listening, to I didn't even happening. think it was real. I thought it was going to be like a gag where they were just playing like a tape or something, and the others because it was it was so re- over the top ridiculous. I was like, "What is over there?" Like some I, sort I of did, rancor? I did have that in the back of my head. I had that in the back of my head until the blood came. Until the, the blood walls, came, and then yeah, like, and then I was like, "All right," and then, then it, but then it became even crazier. I was like, "It's going to bust through the wall." And the guard like threw up outside. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was it was good. Huh. Yeah, I guess. That's uh, just and then the one, the one, hold on, one guard threw up outside, and then the other one was just cackling like the actual Joker. No, no, dude, that... I, I do think it's funny. Like in hindsight, like I totally see that. I just, I just got like that was not my human experience. You know, no, I, mean? I actually like, thought, I actually thought it was his friend cackling. I guess I was wrong. I thought he was, I thought he was literally delirious from being mauled by a panther. That at some point, this is his friend that almost like has like a death wish. This is the guy that, like. No, Hank says he's getting interrogated, and he's like, "Okay, if you're not back in two hours, we take cyanide pills." Uh, I, I wanna, thought, yeah, I got I the feeling I had that that was him on cackling. And it said guard, but I could be wrong. Okay, no, you, you might be right too. I don't know. But at the time, I thought he literally was just going through better, so though. much excruciating pain that he just starts laughing. Because then he says, "Like fuck you," like right before he. No, goes. that was that definitely was the guard laughing. Oh, okay. Either way, I was horrified at that scene. Every scene in that episode was panic-inducing. Uh, oh, was, I thought that was like uh, the break in the episode. For, sorry, for me, that was the break <laughs> in the episode. All right, well, what, we, yeah, well, we got a lot to say. Let's yeah, let's go through well. it chronologically. So, first scene was uh, uh, actually let's let's talk about the police station stuff later because I, I I do think that's setting up for season four. But like, I guess the first real scene is Barry getting out and uh, going back to the apartment, and Sally gets. Or they get attacked, and Sally murders that guy. Yeah, that that scene was panic inducing. You know, I thought sure. Sally was gonna die there. I thought she was gonna get. Choked I thought. Off she, for sure. I, oh, yo! When she was getting choked out, my brain was going like, "Are they really gonna end her arc like this? Exactly. Really? Is this it?" it? I like, thought that was like, gonna like, be a what very the fuck? I could see it, but Sally. I would have been so fucking. Oh yeah, when um she, God, when she fucking knifes him in the neck, I and couldn't watch. Guy, I had to like look away. But he and he doesn't. What the fuck happened to my eye? He doesn't realize. What did you do to my yeah, eye? he thinks he thinks he's there's something in his eye, but it's no, it's a knife in the back of his neck that's poking through. So fucking good. That actor was great. And then when she closes the door to the soundproof room and it just goes quiet while she's beating him with a bat. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I I love that. Like he walked away and he was basically disabled, and she had the choice there, and she chose to kill him. There, she didn't have yeah, to do that. There's amazing you know I mean? visual like storytelling in in the show. The, the Bill Hader does a great oh, yeah. job at directing and setting up these these shots. Um, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, her so uh, much to she, it. Yeah. I, I won't. I can't not say every episode that I watch. She is. She might be the best actor on the show. She's so good. And her face when oh, Bill Hader's yeah. holding her and saying, "I did this. I did this." And her Barry did this. Oh my yeah. God, her face was so good. Yeah, it was a good one for sure. Yeah. A, that was yeah. That was the panic-inducing scene for me, especially. Oh, dude, what about, got to stay at the eyeball. I really it was so gross because you could oh, like see gross. it a little bit when he's yeah. walking around and. Uh, 
I mean, this the episode really didn't stop because, like, right after that, I think was uh, Gene going over to Jim's house and the interrogation. You get the scene in the garage. Weird, weird the Scientology interrogation. interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of Did Barry Berkman love my daughter. Doesn't that kind of mimic a scene earlier in the show where it does Bill season and, one? Yeah, yeah. Bill and Sal. Uh, sorry, not Bill. Barry and Sally are saying uh, "I love you" right back and forth during a scene yeah. practicing. It's kind of similar to that. I thought that was smart, uh, smart writing. I, I think I think it's supposed to be intentional. Like Gene doesn't realize it, but like Jim is doing the same thing. Like Jim keeps responding to Gene with Jim uh, with Gene's energy to make it impossible for Jim or for Gene to hide it. You know what I mean? That's why he gets more and more intense. Is because Gene is starting to break down. You know what I mean? Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's uh... a which, which which is just what like Gene was trying to tell Barry in that same episode. At least that's the way I saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jim's a scary man. Um, if he thinks you're hiding something, got, he's uh, going to get it out of you. We got Barry in the desert with Albert, where they finally see each other, and Barry can't even say anything. He's just screaming. Oh, my God, he's shrieking like a yeah, baby. I thought he was acting, and he was going to fucking pull a fast one and take out Albert. I kind of just... Could you imagine, though? I kind of just... This episode, the previous episode, this whole season really... Barry has just been on the edge. Like he has not had a single break. He's just been dealing with it. Yeah. He, he hasn't even really had a lot of dialogue this whole season. And when he just started breaking down like that, I just kind of knew, Oh no, he's, he's fucking snap. Like he's having a mental breakdown right now. He might not know what's real and what's not real. And I think he thinks he's just being punished for all of his sins. Yeah. I really do think that, I mean, how else could he mentally like rationalize Albert being yeah, there? He just, doesn't know Albert's a cop. Just showing up, yeah, he, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't know he's a cop and investigating. Barry him. probably doesn't even know that was real, right? Um, I that was a great scene too. Like, I, I like that they didn't actually say anything to each other. Well, yeah, Albert says this has to stop. Well, I mean, I meant that Barry never responded. Right. I mean, right. But he lets him go. He doesn't. He doesn't kill him and he doesn't I, I thought for a second there I thought he was going to kill him you know taking care of things outside of the law but he doesn't do anything he just says you got to stop so I guess he feels that he, it out, Barry. He, he owes Barry a debt to saving him when they were in the in the forces together um, I think Albert's going to get got for that decision I think Albert fucked up bad oh yeah um, uh, yeah, what else happens? In this and I, then I guess we go into the, like the last scene of the episode, which I did not expect at all. Uh, oh, where do you Barry think Sally caught. went? Well, she went to Joplin. She went back. I think she's just getting. Yeah, she went back home. Yeah, I think she's just getting away. She, uh, you know, she got off the phone with Barry, and they, they just agreed, "Hey, we're gonna meet up." And then, you know, she was at the airport already. Yeah, so she was she was lying to him, right? I yeah. Think. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think she. Yeah, I think she's going back home. I don't know what her arc is now, but like mm-hmm. maybe she has to kill Sam for some reason, or she would kill Sam for some reason. Maybe that's where they take her character. You know what I mean? Or maybe she has to decide not to or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't want to believe that she's that far gone. I mean, I know she just killed that dude, but I I could believe that. I, can, I don't know if I could believe her killing Sam. Um, 
I'm just saying, I was just throwing an idea. Sure. I don't know what else they do with yeah, it. Sh- yeah, sure. What's, what is clear is she does not love Barry, and I don't think she gives a fuck, no. a fuck about Barry. Um, neither does, does Gene. Nobody loves Barry. He's not lovable. He's got nobody to love. No. Um, yeah, and then the, what, the final scene? Gene Cousinow, uh kind of tricks, tricks Barry. He's a master class actor. Yeah. And again, him arrested. But was he acting? Sure. Yeah, I think he was acting. It was all, it was you all see him at the end and with the cops. I know, but like, I don't know, man. Like, his career, he was also being honest. Like, his career is ruined if Barry goes in there. That's what he kept saying. Like, no, uh, I don't think so. Don't I think there, that him and Jim anymore. had it worked out. I don't I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know this. We'll find out next season. I think he's fine. I don't think Jim's going to be like, he knew that, you know. You know, maybe, maybe I, they will. I guess what I'm saying things. is like Gene, Gene would have been fine with either outcome, but I think that he was speaking from a place of truth when he kept telling Barry, I'll be ruined if you go in there. Don't go in there. I, think he's I, I don't. And I think he will be ruined. Maybe they will hand wave that, but, you know, his fame came from that news article about him um, helping out a veteran by teaching him acting or whatever. And now it's going to come out that that veteran was a murderer. And it might not come out that I guess Gene covered for him, but it's not going to look good. Yeah, if, yeah I mean, Gene- I don't know. I don't think it's going to. How's Gene supposed to know? I mean, you know, from the general public, he just helps somebody out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I guess, like that—that yeah. that person that he helped out is why he's famous again. You know, like I think that that's part uh, of. Well, it. I will we'll like, put it in prediction segment. I don't think it's going to affect his career. Like, but yeah, I think you you could be right, definitely. But I guess the point is, I, that I think you could be right. His acting but I, class I think that didn't save this guy feared. after all. Is the what the public might see? Like, oh no, this guy didn't do anything for this guy. The guy still that guy's a murderer and a psychopath. Acting didn't save him. Anyway, um, intense episode. Really intense. Not like a single joke, unless you're John and you're a psychopath. And Barry got caught. <laughs> the whole scene was just comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> John Barry was cackling the whole time. I was the guard. Yeah. Yeah, Barry, yeah, Barry got didn't get caught. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. I did not expect that at all. I th- I thought things were fake when the cop first started sh- uh, shouting, drop the gun. Yeah, oh, definitely. No, when I kept hearing drop the gun and we weren't seeing where they were, I did think it was in Barry's head, maybe. But then you see the FBI guys or SWAT guys come out. Um, yeah, so it's next season. Maybe uh, we're getting a little prison prison season. We're definitely getting some sort of reunion between Fuchs and and Barry. It's got to be set up for that. They're yeah, both in prison. Like prison. What do you think? So, Andy, you had a a theory uh, about. How- oh, I think Barry's going to get out like episode one or two. I think that uh, Fuchs. Fuchs confessed to being the Raven. Everybody who knows anything about Barry learned it from Fuchs. So that's going to explain that away. Um, Al- and they're going to do something weird with Albert where, like, he turned off the cameras. Fuchs told him to kill. Fuchs, Fuchs told him that Barry knows everything or something like that. I don't know. Basically, they're going to make it look like Albert is in with Fuchs because. Albert was so resistant to the Raven hypothesis, and that's where they're going to go with. Yeah. Fuchs or or maybe at the least that Albert knew and didn't do anything and let him go. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think Albert's gonna get fucked for that. Yeah. I think Barry's gonna end up free because it's gonna be like, even in prison, Barry's not allowed to like just be forgiven. You know what I mean? He can't just pay for his crimes. Right. You had said this is a show about consequences and that. That's what I'm saying. Even, even Albert. Yeah, it's a show about consequences. Even Albert will pay for. Will pay the consequences of his actions. Yeah, because he's a fucking cop, and you let a known serial killer go free just because they're buddies. Like ultimately, that's what it is. Right. A uh, great fucking season. Probably the best season. I want more already. Yeah. 10 out of 10 episode, 10 out of 10 season. Should we call Flash back in here or we have more uh, they air out? Uh, John, you good? Uh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right. Welcome back, Flask. God, Barry oh, sucks. Yeah, we're bringing back Flask just to take us all to a break. How, oh. how do they call it Barry if he's not even alive? I haven't even seen a single <laughs> Barry. Every time. They killed Barry in this one, huh? That's crazy. <laughs> Have we been doing that? Uh, Andy, we're still on your round table. Oh, well. Flash, just close your ears for a second. I think that black la, 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 la. <laughs> Is this a good, is this a transition? I was going to say, are we talking about this during, maybe during your round nah, table? No, no, we're going to go to break. Okay. Uh, we'll bring up the boys later on. All right. Uh, check back just a little bit. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking while I was in the bunker that if we really wanted to have been on brand for our entire hundred episodes of Broken Campfire, we should have called the round table, like, I don't know, I don't have a good name for it, but like tales or something like that, like Campfire Tales or Campfire Stories or like, uh, like a, yeah, a Campfire Circle a sounds table? a little, right, it's like Campfire Circle sounds a little like, you know, uh, sit around and sing Kumbaya, but I don't know, but the bunker should have been the spoiler woods so you can Ooh. say like all right guys i'm headed to the woods <laughs> and anything could happen in the woods we anything could really fucking happen in the woods. we haven't fully mapped out these woods so absolutely not they're off the charts out there. i hear noises out there sometimes god damn it can we just redo the whole podcast we just delete well all let's, let's let's redo the first what doesn't episodes. kill you will make you stronger We'll just we'll do a do over on the first hundred just to you know make sure okay. it's good this just time. Just go to each one flask, and when he said Andy says round table, we'll just cut it. And be like, woods. <laughs> yeah, <with> like a <laughs> woods. Microsoft Sam voice. Go to woods. the woods. Damn, I feel bad now. Yeah, scrap oh, the whole thing. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks. We have next Vito, Vito. our member with the most federal convictions. Wow. <laughs> well, they're okay. I didn't I know that. Say, not in the United States, but that doesn't no, make I any sense. So. <laughs> Most federale convictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just the Confederate stage. Right. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I've been doing stuff. I've actually been doing, been doing stuff. big stuff. I don't know about big stuff. Big um, Vito, small world. Sure. Uh, I've been playing a little bit, just a little bit of Chivalry 2, uh, released on the Epic Game Store last June, and it was just released on Steam on the 12th, and it was released 40% off, 
And that deal wow. is going until uh, first week of July, July 7th. So yeah, I picked that up for 25 bucks, which I think is a bargain because I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I That's played good. Chivalry 1. I played more uh, Mordhau. Um, so yeah, I guess most people are curious how the two games stack up together, uh, you know, against each other. Um, I will say I was an amateur in Mordhau. Um, I felt like I could hold my own. I wasn't like excellent, like our friend Kurt, who literally is probably no exaggeration, one of the greatest Mordhau players <laughs> out there. I can believe I, it. I think that's fair to say. He's a um, monster. Yeah. And um, these, you know, I didn't feel like there was a big learning curve when, in Chivalry 2. Uh, I mean, to me, the, the combat is basically the same thing. You got your swipes, your overheads, your stabs. You could faint. You could morph uh, certain attacks and other attacks. They felt very similar. Like, I, I felt like I, I kind of was just picking up more now again. Um, again, to bring up our friend Kurt who is a bona fide expert at Mord Howe. He thinks these games are very different and feel very different. So I guess it just depends on your skill level, well, how used to the systems you are. I know I've said this before, but I was like pretty decent at chivalry. Like I could hold my own. I right. sucked at Mord Howe and I have yeah, no I idea what the this. difference was. I was I was much worse at Mord Howe and I'm not sure why. Yeah, so there, there must be something there. I mean, obviously these games are different. Um, I guess I'm an amateur and I just didn't really notice huge differences. But if you're a Mordow expert or vice versa, I guess the combat's different. Uh, but the combat felt good overall. Um, the combat in my short amount of time playing Chivalry 2 felt friendlier, which I think is what I've heard about the game um, in the last year. Um, Mordhau has made some changes as well, like, like similar changes, but this game has like prompts that pop up. So, you know, when you're countering somebody or, you know, it, it, things are just popping up on the screen, kind of explaining what's going on in an otherwise very chaotic game. I thought that was very helpful. Um, there are also systems in this game that I think are unique to this game. Um that had me holding my own against multiple enemies uh, a lot better. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was not afraid to just jump into a group of like four dudes and start fighting them, knowing that I could actually hold my own, you know, kill one of them, maybe more. But what's more important about that is like I'm stalling for my teammates to come help out or I'm stalling, I'm, I'm stopping them from gaining an objective or something like that. Right. So, That's a feeling you definitely covet in that type of game. Yeah, because unless you're really good, um, or I should say, you're not going to be doing a lot of like 1v1-ing people. That's not that's not this game. You're going to be getting ganged up on constantly. So being able to fight multiple people at once and hold your own is like important to me. Um, overall... Uh, I thought the combat felt good and it was friendly and at the same time didn't really affect like my standing on the scoreboard, which I think is a good thing. Like, cause it didn't make the game so easy for me. I, I think it's just friendlier. Um, you know, there are some like quality of life improvements over more that I, that I enjoyed. 
Um, but the, but the can you biggest, play the loot? Can you play? No. Um, oh, fuck those are that some of the zero out of ten. Yeah, those are some of the downsides. What was cool about Mordhau <laughs> was like, and I'm aware that these arguments are all a year old, but um, you know, it just came to Steam, and I'm a Steam guy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the customization is that's just not. They, like uh, that's what they call you. They call you a uh, Steamhead Vito. Steamy Vito. Steamhead, yeah, Steamy Steam Vito. Um, yeah, the customization's not there. Like Mordhau has insane customization, and not just like aesthetic, but you really. Can I can't play. be a little dwarf goblin man. Yeah, there's so many fun little play styles in Mordhau. Like if you want to just like be an asshole that throws pots, like you could do that. Um, if you want to be like a peasant or a caveman class with a big fucking, uh, what do you call it? Club. Like you could do that in Mordhau. In this game, it's similar to Chivalry 1. You have, I think it's four like main classes. And then within those classes, you could rank up and, um, basically you're just like switching out primary with secondary weapons and maybe some accessories. Um, so, so yeah, you know, it's not as cool. If you were to combine these two games, it'd be like the perfect game. But Chivalry 2, I thought had a lot of a lot to offer that I was enjoying. The biggest thing was just like the presentation. Um, aside from the game being like, like gorgeous, and I thought more how it looked good. This game looks a lot better. The maps and the objective modes in Chivalry 2 shit all over Mordhau. Wow. Um and I thought those things were fun in Mordhau, but I guess I didn't realize until I got to Chivalry 2. Like, the set pieces are epic, um, and the objectives are just, like, a lot more interesting. Um, Chivalry 2 has an invasion mode, just like Mordhau, and the maps are just, like, massive. So, you know, invasion is, there's a team defending and a team on the offense, and the offensive team has to keep pushing in, like, completing objectives and once they complete the first objective they'll push them into the next zone of the map and these maps just like keep fucking going you cover so much ground you'll start like on the outer walls you'll start like in the desert and they'll just be like a fucking open desert landscape where you're just fucking battling uh on horseback you're pushing uh like siege ramps towards the city walls while the other teams like up top on the battlements, you know, shooting ballistas at you and, and fighting you once you, you get up there. And then when you'll, you'll push the siege ramps up and then they'll they'll ramp up to the walls and then your team will be able to cross. And then you'll go into the city and fight into the city and then, you know, into the castle and then past that and past that. It just felt a lot more, um, just a lot more detail in those objective maps than in the... Uh, the Mordhau maps. I thought that was really cool. It also, yeah, it sounds cool. It sounds like a lot more dynamic uh, progression yeah. through the maps. It kind of sounds like it's yeah. taking uh, inspiration from like, you know, like there's certain World War II games that have that sort of system where you're like pushing the opposing front right. back and you're yeah. like gaining ground. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it, it's very cool. The, the set pieces are like very epic. Um I was playing one map where we're like assaulting like these docked sailboats. And then once you complete the objective, like the fucking sailboats like explode and the masts fall down, they're on fire. It's just very immersive. Um, yeah, I was playing a, a map yesterday um, with some of our buddies and 
basically what I explained, you know, like start outside a city, make your way to the walls through the city. And then like we had to free our champion who was imprisoned. And then once we freed that champion, it became Kurt, who is, you know, the highest scoring on the leaderboards, of course. That's something that's in Mordhau. <laughs> There's something like that. But then it was just it was just there was so much more fanfare because then we had to escort that champion to the docks so that we could get him onto the boat to escape. And it was just like this fucking awesome like escort mission, which you never say in video games, but it was really cool. Um, yeah. Was he double so yeah. the size of most men? Yeah, he was a very large <laughs> shirtless barbarian. Oh, wow. Okay, um, cool. And it was very fun and frantic. And um, yeah, just felt good. So I, I enjoyed it. And um, looking forward to play more of that. Um, you can also throw shit. That's the last thing I'll say. And shiver too. You can fucking pick up all kinds of shit and throw it, and it's fun. You can- it does sound cool. I I guess I'm just not. I don't feel like I'm ready for another melee game like that. Like I like more. I love Mordhau, and I would still play it, but I haven't played it in a long time. So it's like. It would feel weird to buy another one of those. Sure. Yeah. I, and I completely understand that. Uh, I saw this was on sale and Mordhau is a game I really like and want to play more of, but like our friends just weren't playing it. So I just picked up Chivalry 2 knowing that like I knew Kurt was going to be on it and maybe some of our other friends and it's been, it's been fun. Um, after that, I uh, want to talk about a show that I watched. Um, it's on HBO Max called Our Flag Means Death. Oh, I heard of that. Um, I've seen that. You've seen it. You've seen, you watched how much of it? I've seen the first season or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, so once. But, uh, it was a while ago and I had it on the second monitor more than anything, so I didn't super watch it. I enjoyed it though. I was seeing a lot of buzz about it recently. Um, I'm not exactly sure when this came out. I know that season two was just kind of uh, greenlit. Or, um, and uh, yeah, so it's one hour episodes. What's that? What is it again? It's called Our Flag Means No, no, no. Death. I mean, like, what is it about? So it's the story of Steed Bonnet, who's played by Reese Darby. Um, you might know him from... Flight of the Concords. He's the manager. Um, he's he's in other shows as well. I I just don't I haven't watched them. Um, okay. He's uh one of those really funny like New Zealanders that usually is like alongside of um. Well, well, the show is is created, directed by, and and featuring uh Taika Waititi. Um, but this it's uh-huh. a story of Steed Bonnet. So this is like a, I guess you might call it historical fiction. It's a comedy based on a true story, but I'm sure it's a greatly exaggerated. Um, Steve Bonnet is the gentleman pirate. Um, basically, he's a wealthy Englishman who abandons his life and family in Barbados to become a pirate. He has like a midlife crisis and he leaves and becomes a pirate and has his own crew and his own ship called the revenge which he he buys legally <laughs> and um his path crosses with edward teach um who's blackbeard, blackbeard. another fam- yeah. famous uh pirate and the show is just like incredibly wholesome very charming uh very funny 
I don't know if I'd say like in a like a laugh out loud kind of funny. It's it's like cute funny, but there there are a lot of great jokes. Um, if you if you're a fan of like you know uh, Taika and like what we do so in the shadows, like a teehee sort of funny. Yeah, yeah, like a teehee. Maybe not like as laugh out loud funny as what we do in the shadows, which I think is hysterical. But it's it's just I think the the enjoyment I got from the show was just like how wholesome it was, and it was just a very nice uh-huh. story story about love um the show is super gay like very like every <laughs> every character on the show is gay um not like like 50 of, of the cast um and well, i guess there's just, no women on the high seas at that time <laughs> and no there's 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 women too there's uh and, oh, okay uh there's you know there's all sorts it's just a very inclusive show That's just bad luck right there um and yeah the characters are great you know there's a cat the the cast is like, you know, it's very, it's a whole crew of pirate men. So it's like 10, 10 people. And, um, it's a good ensemble. Yeah. And I, you know, I get, I think from the first episode, I wasn't so sure about, you know, how much I was going to care about this large cast of, um, generally unknown faces other than, um, Hodor from Game of Thrones. Oh, he's um, in it. Yeah. He's one of the, the crew on the revenge. <laughs> But by the end of the season, like the show spends enough time with pretty much every character and it's, it's surprisingly they're, they're fleshed out. And I know in season two, they'll go even more into some of these characters. Um, but the real draw is just this relationship between uh, Reese and Taika who um, have a very fun uh, relationship to watch on screen. And um yeah, I definitely definitely recommend it if you're looking for just like an enjoyable, kind of cutesy show that's that's funny. That sounds um, nice. Yeah, and it ended By the way, in a way that I really want to watch another season of it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, by the way, I do know Reese Darby, but I know him from of all things, the Jim Carrey movie Yes Man from 2008. <laughs> oh, he's in that. Yeah, he plays Which his boss in that movie at the bank. Ledge, my yeah, the the jumper scene. I would understand. Um, yeah, he's I, so that's where I know him from of all things. I know him he's from Flight of the Concords, and he was fucking hysterical. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend knows him. I'm watching this with her. Um, knows him from fuck. Um, a different television show. God damn it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to watch right now. I thought I'd be able to Google this and find it really quick. Damn. I don't remember much it's about sh- that show, even though it was. Funny. Oh, Fly of the Concords is hysterical. Yeah, uh, yeah, with, I know. Jermaine uh, Clement. Um, very funny show. I think that's how like all these New Zealand funny guys got started. Yeah, a bit of a breakout. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, our flag means death. Check that shit out. Very nice. Um, and then, um, other than that, uh, I'm caught up on the boys. Do we want to talk about that a little bit um, now? Yeah. yeah. Boys. Um, I wasn't able to like really gather my thoughts in a nice way about the boys. But, I'm, I mean, this season's great. Um, I'm loving... So, re- real quick, yeah. before you launch into it, I just wanted to sure. say, I, I just... For, you know, for clarity, I did not uh, watch more than the first episode um, of season three. And because uh, 
just to explain, anytime I went to watch episode two, I just felt this like I was overcome with a feeling of reluctance to do so. And it wasn't anything I was like thinking uh, at the forefront of my brain, but it's like, I guess it was the variety in my hind brain that seems to indicate that I'm not actually enjoying the thing. Hmm. So I like I, I tried multiple times to start the episode. And I was just like I, I was always feeling like I wanted to do anything else. Um, so I'm not sure why exactly, but I've just yeah I don't know. I, it must I guess have I'm to not do into with, it. It must just have to do with our our backgrounds in this genre. You know, you're a comic reader and you're mm-hmm. fond of the source material to a certain extent, and you also I think have a certain aversion to adaptations of like any sort for the most part. <laughs> They're often um, not very good, but no, I, I think it, I, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking you. I, 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 I fucking enjoy the hell out of the show. Um, I think maybe because it's like, I love the show. I mean, I, I've speculated as to your theory that you just uh, said, but like, it's also just, I don't know. Maybe it's cause it's like such an ugly show and not visually, but like in terms of how it makes you feel. Yeah, it, yeah, it does make you feel not good, and I, I think, I think the marketing for the show does it a great disservice because a lot of the marketing is like how gory and, um, like over the top and over crazy the top and, the show is, but that's yeah. not really, and I fucking love that shit in the show. Don't get me wrong. A but, lot of it is like character tension more so than overt, like yeah. Uh, I think at, mostly I love how satirical the show is mm-hmm. how especially this season they've really really fucking nailed the like the real life satire um just Those like shit like, like yeah. vaults like shallow and pathetic attempts to like seem like woke while actually in the background <laughs> ignoring like actual issues and not giving a fuck and they're just putting on a face Sh- shit like that um just tickles my fucking just tickles me <laughs> like you know um yeah. I, and i do love the fucking gore and the violence the over-the-top violence because it's fun but you know that's not that's not exactly why i keep coming back right um, anyway sorry i just wanted to get that out in front because i yeah, may not yeah. actually watch the rest of the show <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, i don't care I about spoilers Spoilers for The Boys Season 3 until one thirty forty eight. Sure. Um, I don't even know. I, I don't know what I have to say really about the plot. Um, it's definitely in some ways going in a more comic direction. We get oh, some more world opened up a little bit more. Homelander's starting to go a little unhinged. Uh, the boys are starting to take V. Yeah, the stakes, you know, right, uh, right. season three of a show, the stakes yeah. have been have been raised. Um, our, our villains are getting crazier and starting to be scarier. <laughs> um, yeah, Homeland, so far. Yeah, Homeland is terrifying. Homeland. Uh, I really was, I really was digging the uh, flashback cutscenes. I, I was about to say that we got some backstories and some characters. Uh, Vietnam seems great. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed. I thought the first three episodes were nuts. Well, they put yeah. them out, you know, three at a time, and yeah, episode four was solid too. Yeah, yeah Soldier Boy is going to be uh, pretty dope, I'm sure. Oh, we haven't seen him yet. No, we just we've, saw him at the end of the yeah, last episode. He just oh. was a fit. Like we've seen him in flashbacks, and now we just met him in real time, and, and something's up. He was they uh, 
they're looking for a weapon to kill Homelander that they think maybe is is like a a weapon that the Russians might have. But I think we as the viewer, I think now everybody kind of understands that that weapon is probably Soldier Boy himself, who they've released from a Russian, uh, I don't know what you call it, fucking uh, facility. Gulag facility. Yeah. And he like, uh, he blasted the yeah. girl and she seems uh, hurt, very uh, hurt and not able to heal. She seems herself. very hurt and, and her healing is stunted. So he, he yeah. seems to have some kind of power dampening ability. Uh Right. So he seems to be, and also he's seems to be much, and they comment on this much stronger and scarier than he was when he was soldier boy. So the Russians <laughs> have been doing something to him. Soldier um, man now. Yeah. And he seems unhinged. Also, he wasn't speaking and he was crazy man. He so, looks like he's just there to bash. Yeah. I don't know how they would get him, get to use him and focus him in on Homelander because he seems like he has his own motivations and he would be hard to control. Um, so Andy, you may not want to go into like comic spoilers in this discussion, but I think I, I get the sense just from this explanation that I get where your head's at in terms of how things, certain storylines from the comics and from the show might now be reintertwining in a different way than in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I get that. We, uh, in, in the flashback scene in Vietnam, we saw young black Nor without his mask on talking to people. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty different. I was yeah. very surprised by that. Yeah. And knowing the comic arc of black Noir. Um, yeah, we got not just butcher, but we got Huey on V. Um, Huey's fucking killed, killed a dude. Hey. <laughs> they said he was fucking think- killed. I think that scene was in the comics, too, where Huey uh, is surprised by his strength and accidentally punches some guy through the stomach. Yeah, he's fucking killed, dude. Gotta be careful. Um, So, and he he seems a little mad with power. Huey's a little, uh, a little tilted from his last... um, Got a little twisted, if you ask me. Well, yeah, he's a little twisted, and and he's, you can tell he's angry and is feeling weak. And then he gets control of this V and all of a sudden he's powerful. And I feel like he's going to do something real fucking stupid. Um, yeah, again, dude. Huey. No. Yeah. I like Huey. I like, and I like the actor plays him and what he's doing with Huey. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Oh, uh, no relation. Okay. He is, he, is, he is related, right? I think is he re- he's actually related. Right? I don't know. He's he's yeah, he's he's uh Douglas son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No relation. Um Yeah. That's the boys, I guess. That's the boys. Them's the and boys. Them's the and boys. Them, that's the boys and them's the ropes for me. That's all I got. All right. John, the man of the hour, what do you got? A disappointing week in gaming, I'll tell you that. Dennis Quaid, uh, sorry. I don't know why I said Douglas. <laughs> Let's start off. What do we do? We downloaded, we took 120 gigs of my precious hard drive space to download <laughs> oh, Gears of War 5. Yeah. <laughs> right. answers to that. On a whim. Like, they didn't add anything. We just, you, you. No, in fact, they took away stuff. They I found took out. Away. Yeah. I'm not getting on. That's uh, hilarious that there's less content. Than there's less content. They took away. There was a, a mode called Escape, where you can make your own like custom map and like place enemies in there. 
and your if your friends can like you know to test it out play it, and you can upload it and i knew that they had stopped working they, they, they said they're going to make more tile pieces more sets or whatever i knew they had stopped doing that they went a step further they just removed the ability to make custom maps yeah. Uh, but they so they refunded like, everybody like a certain amount of dollars. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure right? I had 20 bucks. I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, because so right, right now the mode is still there, but they just have like, I don't know, 10 to 15 already made escape maps, and you can play those and have fun. Uh, but f- fuck making your own. It boggles the mind. Why did they I do this? strike one. Why did they do this? Why did they remove that? Who knows? Uh, they're... They're, they're going to work uh, on other content. Yeah, their ex- their explanation was that uh, the coalition is working on other games now, but it doesn't explain why oh. they had to remove the feature. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I do not know. Jeez, I don't even remember them adding anything to it. They didn't. They never added more tile sets. There was like two to begin. It was like a cave, and there was like a factory. That was it until the day they just said, "No, you're not going to be able to do that anymore." Crazy. And, you know, we finally, we did play some multiplayer, and it was fucking, half the time it didn't work. We'd load into a game, and, like, the first round, only three of us would load in. So we'd be down, like, two people. Oh. And then, you know, we have to wait until, like, the second round, you know, win or lose to get everyone in there. And then it, it was just a crazy fucking mess. I don't understand how they can drop the ball this hard. Yeah. On, like, I mean, they, I haven't played Halo. I'm not as big of a fan, but... These like these huge franchises for Microsoft, and it seems like they're just constantly just shit in the bed. Absolutely, I didn't have the same issues that you were having, but I also played with Greg and, and Knoxville the other day, and I mean, I, I had fun, but it was just like, why are we? Why? I understand queuing issues. This game's old at this point, and they haven't supported it well. But it was just like, why are, we, why are we playing the same fucking map over and over again? Why are yeah, we playing TDM on Bunker? Too. Like, there are like 40 fucking maps for this game. And why I don't know if it's the same map? in wow. the search algorithm or what. I played a little bit by myself uh, a few days ago. And I was getting a variety of maps. But for some reason, when we were grouped up together, yeah, it was like... Bunker, bunker, and bunker. Bunker, bunker, uh, was, bunker. Was, or when we played uh, together, we got uh that one play at the uh it, it was like one two, town. two of them. Yeah, it was bunker and like uh one of the new maps. But yeah, it was like exclusively those two that we would see. And it was just it was very strange that like the day before I was getting all different maps, but now that I'm grouped up in like a uh, a party, it's it's just those. Like it, I, I suppose it could have been coincidence, but it was very strange. I think Especially like because the game has a lot of maps. I think there's like. Like Tons or something. Tons well, I've maps. played probably about five of them right. since uh, we started playing yeah. again. And then I, I don't even know. I almost forgot about this because it actually broke my brain. I, I still didn't figure this one out. You know, I figured we were having some problems uh, connecting and whatnot. That was quick play. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We'll go to ranked. I clicked on ranked and it said, somebody in your party does not have rank downloaded. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What? Well, like, what do you mean? How did they undownload it? I apparently, don't know. Apparently there's some sort of yeah. DLC menu in this. I don't know. Eric was saying there's a DLC menu in the settings that you may be able to to, to uninstall that. But it's, I, I, nobody did that. Like, I don't. It's a very frustrating experience because I, the actual times when the game works and we're all working together. I I love Gears of War, but like mm-hmm. 
the game just has so much working against it. It's just so shit. Yeah. This is the way every Gears conversation goes whenever we download it, like, once a year or so. Hey, me and Actual played Gears of War 4, even though I hated the campaign. We played that multiplayer uh, dozens and dozens of hours. We were both pretty, uh, we were, like, platinum ranked. Uh, and Gears 5 is, is in all ways a worse, worse. experience than that. We are... Uh... To add on to John, uh, we also tried horde mode. We did a uh, we did fifty rounds of horde. Uh, I think on intermediate difficulty, and uh, like twenty rounds into it, Noxula bugged out and he couldn't do anything for like fifteen or something rounds until well, we so had to he, get him killed. He was playing the robot, and uh, a situation happened where you know the robot can hijack characters. He hijacked the character, and the character died. And on the screen, it showed Knoxville dead, but he was still able to fly around with the robot and heal and stuff. So for the next 20 rounds, somehow the game thought he was dead, but sort of alive. So he wasn't able to do any damage or attack with the robot, but he could still heal us. And we didn't know how to fix it, so we just kept going for like kind of like an hour. And then eventually we were like, well, what if you just die completely? And even that was tough. Like, uh, granted, we were playing an intermediate, you know, Dude, we were we were coming close to being unkillable. Yeah, it it was just so damn easy. I mean, and there there are. I mean, it's not like easy intermediate hard. There's like eight difficulties, but still, we were on intermediate on some level of challenge. And yeah, we were like actively trying to get him to die by like leaving him in pits of enemies, and it was actually pretty hard to get him to 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 get killed. Then he did, and then it fixed itself, and he had to play the last like ten rounds. Gears of War and Halo, you know, Microsoft's fucking premier franchises. I feel like both of them right now are, are in a Have state where shitting it's like, the bed. De- yeah, definitely. But it's like the gameplay when it's working is great. Like the engines and um, yeah, the gameplay is fun. It's just everything around it just fucking sucks. Well, even I mean, and I'm sure there's tons of people who are going to disagree with me. Even the horde mode setup. I I despise it. You have to pick a class now, and each class has... Right. It's like hero shooter shit. Each class has a special ability, and you level up in between rounds, and it's like, that is not what I want. I, I like the gameplay. I like Gears 2, where you, you just fucking had to... Because even on the, the horde mode now, when you when you go into a map, they have these little pump, pump wells or whatever that like give you points, and you have to defend around those, and every 10 levels, a new one opens up. That takes away your freedom to pick where you want to defend in the map. You're pretty much just, oh, I have to defend this area of the map, and then in wave 20, we have to defend both of these areas. Right. It's, it's just fucking... It's just shit from the top down, let me tell you. All right, but there's uh, good news this week, though, right? You played a, a good game? Oh, yeah, yeah, I played a great game. Somehow, I, and I still don't know what happened, we all got roped into downloading another 100... I think this was 160 gigs, maybe. Of Ark Survival Evolved, old uh, Vin Diesel pulled the spell on us and got everyone in the mood for Ark again. Fam, and I gotta tell you, I won't, I won't say this out in the wild because some people are having a lot of fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm having zero fun. I, I, every time I play this game, I think of, I think of Valheim. I think of all the things it does better, but even more so, I think of Grounded, and I'm, I get fucking angry that Grounded is stupid enough to cap itself to four people. Whatever stupid story reason it feels like is uh, good enough. When that game could, we could be having so much fun playing Grounded instead of Ark right now. 
but we don't because it's capped to four people. Like, yeah. And I to be fair, our came on 2014. It feels dated as fuck, and everything I do, I'm just like, this is this is better in this game. This is better in this and, game. And to put things in perspective, you. Played a lot of Ark before both I have those games were out. Me and John hours. were the and you enjoyed the gods. game. Yeah, you put your time in, man. It's okay to be done. I put yeah. my time. Well, and to be fair, like the stuff that I played was, you know, when it was super early access. There's, there's way more stuff in the game now, but it's just like I don't know. It just all feels so dated. The combat feels jank as fuck. The building. I'll never be able to build another game and not think Valheim's just better. Uh, I mean, it was never like a good game, right? It was always just a cool game because it had dinos in it. It was unique. It's always always a popular game. It's one of those games that's always in the top plate of Steam, and you're like, right? That's crazy. Even right now, the story behind this is that no, it's it's, not free, dude. Well, it's free actually. Yeah, people people are able to get it for free now. It's free right now. Yeah, they, I mean, well, free. maybe the base game's free, but they very much charge for those DLCs, and they have at least four or five of them. Yeah, I'm looking at Peak Games Steam right now. It's number fifth highest game on Steam, 204,000 people. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because I just claimed it on Steam. If you claim it within a certain time period, it's free, it, you have it in your library. So I haven't played with you guys yet. Uh, it's, it has um, all the fucking annoyances of survival games that are like... You spawn in, your guy's cold. You die in a minute because your health goes down too quickly. Uh, fucking constantly, and I mean constantly, eating food and drinking water. Like I don't mind those things in survival games, but I mind when they're in the background and I'm not like actively having to worry, fuck, do I have 10 stacks of food so I can actually go out and play the game? Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm just not having it. But we have some people playing it for the first time that are having a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I've bottled up all this negativity and saved it for here. Well, for I know they'll never listen. Right yeah. The stuff I always, that was member or the stuff that remains in my memory as like enjoyable experiences is the dinosaur stuff, like the capturing and the, the, like the progression you go through with the dinos and the, like animals part monster hunter kind of. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Well, uh, right now we're on like a custom kinda, server. Not really, and, but yeah. We, you know, we're in like a, a, a custom map or whatever. It's it's on the workshops, like a, officially, like recognized, but it's like a Viking map. We downloaded it and we all spawned in on the quote unquote easy area, and it's just nothing but fucking terror, nothing but fucking hell and, and <laughs> evil dinosaurs. You don't you don't survive yeah, one minute. It's pretty ridiculous. And it's just like I I do not. I ended up, personally, I ended up moving to, like, an island that's just in the middle of the ocean because I was tired of getting ripped apart by, uh, like, all these different types of dinosaurs. And while we were, basically, while we're playing it, all I hear is, like, Kurt, or the screaming in the background that he's getting ripped apart by, like, eight saber-toothed tigers that they killed his turtle, and he's all upset about that. I'm like, I'm not dealing with any of that. I'm just sitting on an island. I'm fishing for the rest of my life. Have fun. You know what they should do in Grounded is they should, as you said, open oh, it up to more players. Eight players, or eight more players but also allow you to capture bugs. And like use you them. You can't as, capture as, bugs yet? I'm surprised you can't like no. have like a ladybug as like a mount. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's coming out in September, so that's not going to happen, but that would be cool. Well, just wait for like a bug, dude. Wait for like a workshop. You can absolutely tame a bug. 
I want to be like uh, Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold. I want to have a thousand gnats carrying me and flying <laughs> me through the yard. Oh, here comes Greg on his gnat cloud. Maybe uh, you'll you'll have some excitement for Arc Two, or I I don't think so. Um, no? I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll we'll, we'll get it. Even with the diesel port, we'll get it. But I don't think it's gonna be. First of all, they're they're like promising like Dark Souls. Yeah, plus, I was gonna talk uh, about that a little bit if I could. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, right, right here. So while I am a very big Arc person, I love Arc. Uh, I'm all for that. Um, this Arc Two shit. Uh, some of the stuff they're saying is just insane that's coming out. And I wanted to read some of it. Um, best in class, third person only gameplay where they're going to have advanced character traversal mechanics like mantling, free climbing, parkour, sliding, and swinging. They're going to have souls-like melee combat with target locks, blocking, dodging, combos, staggers. Um, dynamic world events. They're saying all this crazy stuff. Awesome. Dude, no way. No, I, I am, I am right, calling. Uh, well, I gotta they got to Vin this. Diesel money, bro, and they got yeah, a great show you, coming. Did you see that Fast and Furious game that came out? That was like so embarrassing. <laughs> they swept it under the. I didn't think they stopped yeah. selling it. But yeah, dude, like you got Ark, which is none of that. Maybe he's uh, doing it for free. Atlas, which was their second game, which uh, they destroyed, and they were like, "All right, we're we're just gonna get rid of that. Nobody cares about that." But it's just, it's crazy, and I can't, I cannot see it promising all these things. Yeah, you I wouldn't expect the, a sequel to the state arc has always been in to have all that stuff and work well. Just because we always understood that arc was, like, yeah, terribly was optimized and just poorly Paralyze dinosaurs and pick them up and have fun. <laughs> we'll say. All right, then, child. You got a good story. You got like a, ha- a happy story, though, right? <laughs> this week? Yeah, man. Well, I didn't bring it up. When we played the quarry, I picked two characters, Nick and Emma. One of them uh, gets taken out pretty early on, almost uh, no matter what. And the second character, I didn't play the, the second half of the game. Yeah, she just hid in the room with my character, yeah, who also did nothing. Out. And like, and to be fair, you know, Flask you got two two times you got to go. I, I don't know which is worse, me who didn't get to go at all, or two times where it got your hopes up that you would get to play. <laughs> that I'm just got to play for not even fifteen seconds. Flask's final turn in the game was walking up, walking th- through a small room, and then climbing a staircase. I think that would be worse because <laughs> it got you like you got your hopes up, like oh or shit, I'm gonna do yes. something. Dude, that's like, how I, I played fucking or, uh, the previous one. I was, yeah, I was exactly like that, but but even worse. But I did survive, so. In the last three hours of gameplay, I played, I had maybe two and a half hours You and hours Kurt, I think, were most of it. It was amazing. I feel like I had like two hours, Kurt maybe Kurt maybe had machine. like 45 minutes. And then it's like, like, each one of you may have had two or three minutes to walk around. It's like initially you were joking choice. around about how it kept going back to you, but then it just kept happening, and ultimately you played like most of the second half of the game as the protagonist yeah. of the game. Uh, hey, who yeah, knows? Was, like in, in House of Asses, in House of Asses, the pro the prologue character is never seen again, or at least you never play him right. again. You know what I mean? So yeah, sure. Yeah, they usually die violently. It would be cool if you did. That would have been a fun... All right, John. You got anything else to report? No, I All gave right. up. Uh, this is the worst week in gaming ever. Mark on your camera. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, 
I've got um, some good news for you, John. No, it's oh, next okay. week. Is it news? It's news. It's actual news. 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 The news. new Dragon Age game is called Dreadwolf. Oh, okay. Dreadwolf. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play are, the other ones. Are these Dragon Age games good? Yeah. I only played the first one. I liked it uh, a lot. Uh, and I know that people also enjoyed the third one. Like, what so, are they? Like, what uh, okay. genre of game are they're, they? They're RPGs. Uh, they're actually... I would say that the first one is probably still the most complex to this day. And it's it's a really good RPG, actually. I uh, still recommend it to anyone. Second one is more divisive because it's more limited in scope. But some people love it. Some people dislike it much more than the first game. Uh, the third one, Inquisition, is... For some reason, they took a lot of cues gameplay-wise from MMOs. So there's a lot more like fetch questy, run around a big open world uh, that's kind of empty and just like pick stuff up or kill a certain amount of animal or something like that. But the oh. story itself is actually not bad. And in fact, with this announcement of the name, we are now like confirmed, like proved conclusively that we're following on from the storyline of Inquisition directly because uh, oh, really? that one, okay. that one ended on a bit of a sequel bait. Uh, My and this only... One, uh exposure to dragon age was when i bought a uh, dead space 2 and they gave you a uh, a code for uh some armor in dragon age that looked like isaac's oh, that armor. Looked like isaac, i remember that yeah and i was like oh that looks cool i'll probably never play that but i'm actually kind of excited because like i've that, that fucking inquisition was like 2013 it's been a long time and that again that game ended on kind of a sequel bait and i liked i my favorite part of the game was the character that is going to be the crux of the plot now yeah exactly that is going to be the crux of the plot in this one for sure so that's it's that's a good decision on their part cool but you know bioware it's bioware still right making this yeah Yeah, dude we don't know they're good (laughs) who they are now yeah hey guys we have a rerun i love this one because this is another guy has a leaked classified military documents on a war tanks forum this is my For favorite. those of you it's that actually, haven't read it's this, it's actually the same forum. Uh, War Thunder, how yeah. many times do you think this has happened? Well, we I believe it's been like three or happening four. On the pod. This, this is, is definitely I, the third time we've this covered is the th- it. Yeah, this is the third time this has happened. Uh, I believe the first time was English. I think this time is uh, a Chinese person. Uh, I believe so. Posted something. Oh, they're fucked. <laughs> it's, oh my god, dude. It's so funny. Their social credit is in the is in the tubes, dude. It's in the tank. Well, they're just trying to make uh, the yeah. Chinese tank number one. So, so wait, really, their the, social credit score should go up. What was the details? What did this guy leak? Uh, I think he leaked, Um, if I remember correctly, he leaked uh, plans for like one, like their ammunition they use for the tank. Yeah, something about that. And it was like, you're not supposed to. It was funny. And That's it's always great. just to win fucking online arguments with, with other nerds. Yeah, it was it's about so a, good. Uh, a, a particular shell. Uh, and they publish classified info of any vehicle or any nation. This headline is gold. Another guy has leaked classified military <laughs> documents on the same tank games forums. This is what, number three? Yeah, three. Yeah. First one was, um, first one was British. Uh, second one was French or French and third one's Chinese. Uh, at yeah, least our boys aren't game. giving it up on the, uh, Dude, not the yet. forums. That's because, dude, I don't think we can handle it. Uh, the mimetic flop Morbius was re-released into theaters, and it flopped again. Flopped again. 
It's going to flop a third time. They they Wait bought into my, the. Greg's seen this boys. like eight times. How are they losing money? Uh, I have seen this movie like four or five times. But he hasn't. Right, but how many times have you paid to see it part. though? Um, every time I'm supposed to say legally, I've. Well, you watched ads I for the person. <laughs> All right. Well, this math doesn't add up, then, Greg. I technically paid for uh paid for it. I paid something. My soul. Your soul. Oh. Yeah. A bit of my soul. That makes sense. I've not seen Morbius yet. You do it's, not need to. It's my I will say. I have to say with Morbius, um, it was all right. It wasn't the. It wasn't as bad as everyone's like. Oh my god! It, you know, but it yeah. was all right. It was whatever. exactly. I agree. Do you think it gets better every time? Uh no. <laughs> Oh, uh, there was actually one part that got was pretty funny every time, but that was whatever. Is it is it the part where he goes it's Morbin time and totally morphs over that guy? Yeah, he he starts Fortnite Morbin. Uh, I love the terrible memes. I, I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, I've never I've not seen the movie, and I don't plan to. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, Berserk will continue. And a heartfelt letter that we saw from the, uh, one of Berserk Guy's best friends, right? Who said that he knew... Uh, why, why, would you, why would you do this in Lincoln Japanese? Okay, there it is. Yeah, scroll down, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he, he knows the outcome of Berserk, and he's talked a lot about it, and he's uh, given the green light to uh, Berserk Guy's uh, protégés, his, uh, or apprentices, rather, to finish the work. Yeah, it so was weird. Uh, Guts' best friend came and uh, saved the world. <laughs> How they're gonna end it? The OC stuck. I'm, I'm a. I don't know. I think it should have just been left unfinished. But that's just me. Oh, interesting. I know. I mean, I really don't have a stake in Berserk because I've only read part of it, and I really don't care. Uh, but like, I don't know. There's many. Uh, there's many manga I've read where the uh, artists or artist or has just died and they've just fully stopped it and at this point I've accepted it like it works if it's his as it like as he says that he like he knows the ending and all that maybe but I don't know has this ever it, happened before you mentioned times when uh, they've stopped but has, uh, they have, have you ever seen them continue? I don't I can't think of a time where they've continued uh but like familiar of zero was one um High School of the Dead was another one I think of where the artist just died and they or the author just died and they just stopped doing it. Okay. So yeah, yeah maybe maybe I, kind I feel of like a this, unique case. This hits different though, you know, like. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I get, I get it hits different, but I don't know. For me, it's like, is is it really gonna be like the same? I think it all comes down it. to. I think it comes down all down to whatever the original creator would have wanted, right? And yeah. this this guy and this guy seems to feel like the original creator would have wanted him to do this. All I hope is that if it is and say people don't like how it was supposed to end, they don't immediately just be like, Oh, you ruined Berserk. Blah 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 because that's we all know that's what's gonna happen. It would people be, aren't gonna yeah. people aren't gonna like it. People are gonna be like, You ruined Berserk. How dare you battle over your best friend's legacy? And it's just—it's not going to be a pretty thing. I really hope it doesn't come to that. I hope not because that's well, but we know people. So, Berserk to this point is like pretty universally beloved 
even even with the memes about its like hiatuses and you know its length and everything and how it never finished or how it's never going to finish like the actual content itself is beloved pretty much across the oh board. yeah i i mean i i love that manga it's one of my favorites i love the art yeah every time i see art from it it's amazing junji ito is getting a netflix series is this uh, now ex- explain more of this to me please like is it say live action is it an anime or what is this anime i believe right yeah that's what it seems to be yeah i was wondering you go fast because it seems like you might have known more about this than me oh not not really oh okay but- so i look i just started i started skimming through it so they're making three titles they're making tommy which is cool i'm down for that uh soichi which i'm not sure of and the hanging balloons the hanging balloons i think i i'm, I'm down for those then uh Tommy told me oh oh i thought this was an original thing that they were making but they're actually adapting yeah it looks again. like they're adapting yeah oh series. man okay that actually which makes I'm me down less for. that actually makes me less interested because of we got some of recent his, ones uh, well yeah, yeah so we've had uh a few of them uh, the most recent one I could think of, the Junji Ito collection, was not that great. Uh, just, that was basically them taking the manga pages, c- coloring them, and then shaking yeah. them a little bit. Like they it did not did. translate well, or they didn't yeah. translate it well. But uh, I think like Tomi is uh, his like most popular one. I think. Yeah, I believe uh, so. I think that that one will be very good, especially if they do or how they do that. If they do it, good. It would be nice. Maybe he will have more creative control over this because he seems like he's a part of it. Like they're, you know, they're actually like showing that he's talking about the show and everything like that. Yeah. So maybe with him a little bit more creatively involved, it'll be less. It'll be more like appropriately adapted for an anime than, as you said, than the other one was. I want them to do a Ramina one, if I could be completely real. I do like Hellstar Uh, Ramina. Hellstar Ramina. That one, I love that manga. That one is so goddamn cool. And I think you, I think you could easily translate that visually. Yeah, dude, I definitely think so. But I could also see it not being good and sucking. Yeah, that's the risk you run. Justin Lin, better known as the Fast and Furious guy, is set to direct a One Punch Man live action film. Yes. God. Yeah, pass. What, you guys don't want to see Saitama? I like One Punch cars? Man, but um, I like. don't want to see it live action. I think it's going to look awful and be yeah. dumb. Alright, well, how about this? Let me hit you with this one. One Piece is going to take one month long hiatus to prepare for the final arc. Thank goodness. That's Maybe I'll catch up. That's entirely true. Maybe it's a translation hard. thing, but I, from what I understand, it's going to take a mentheus and then prepare for its final saga. That's what is, I heard too, actually. Yeah, that's what it's, it's unclear. Which is a number of arcs, because like technically this saga or this, though the arc that's ending now, Wano, Wano is, is like kind of the end of a saga years. that started. Yeah, I mean, well, even that, that you know, if you count like the Big Mom arc before that, uh, it'd be like five years. So. While One Piece does have a, a quote-unquote end in sight, I, I'd still bet four plus years. Yeah, I saw and how it would you feel if it was ways. really just one arc? Like, would you feel like it was just like how how the hell could they end that that quickly? I 
I'm so confident that it's, it's impossible me, to say. It, yeah, it would it would be impossible to end everything because I mean, where they're at, he's, I mean, he's not the king of the pirates. And there's, there's he ain't got the of, One Piece. He ain't got the One Piece yet. And there's some other stuff in the background that hadn't even come up yet. Look, that's going to be the <clears> final <throat> issue, right? Is that he's going to open the One Piece and then we never find out what it is, Soprano style? No, Oda's already said he's not going to... It's not going to be something stupid like friendship. and Yeah, he's uh, made promises. It will be something. We'll Look, I'll, give you guys a little, I'll give you guys a little inside baseball. You know, I'm, I'm still a little upset that I didn't really get any responses when I posted about my, my special One Piece friend. I told friend. you he was creepy. You told no, me, yeah, no one else. This weird. <laughs> okay, first off. Oh, yeah, off, I was going to talk to you about that. I first that off, he's, cool. he's a One Piece expert. And yeah, weirdo. You guys are very impressed, first off. But he said, <laughs> and, he, and he knows the voice actors, and he said he thinks the show is going to go on for another seven to ten years. Jesus. Uh, that would, well, where's I mean, the show end yeah. up? I, I said five, five more years in the manga. Yeah. I mean, the manga is ahead of the show, so I could see. Yeah, I could see that. I just wanted to be close to what? ending so I can catch up again. Did you see when I posted baby. Flask? I think so. I think I, I tagged saw. you. You didn't say anything. I was upset. No one responded. Was... Nobody responded. Oh, actually, I thought I was. I thought I was gracing no, I you guys. Because Rito, have you responded. watched One Piece yet? No, then I don't care one, about the show, keep, but I basically, I basically keep one piece my, out your mouth, boy. My friend is <laughs> like, is cool. like, he's like the One Piece. He's like, hey, fucking, Greg's out he's, there fucking walking the walk. All right. <laughs> Look, if I find something, I pass it on to you guys. I, well, I try I, to. I heard your that your friend had some pretty weak picks for favorite character, and after that, I just ignored the rest. Yeah. Of yeah. Tell your yeah. friend to eat the uh, complain, weak? complain fruit, bud, because that's all it seems to be doing. <laughs> Honestly, Vito, I think I may have seen what you said in passing, and like I was distracted by something else at the time and didn't give it my full cognizance. Yeah, I expect a response by the end of the night. Where was this? I don't even remember. This is this is a friend of mine. This is somebody I know who happens to be. We'll we'll talk. Who I just. All right. Yeah. yeah. Let's also. Yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima is rumored to be making a new horror game called Overdose. Yes. Um, With, uh, I think I've said it before on the podcast. I like Hideo Kojima a lot. I really just hope Norman Reedus isn't in the game because I hate Norman Reedus as an actor. All right, but hold Norman on. So Reedus we definitely in the game. Yeah, we spoke. Well, we spoke about this last pod. We didn't. I don't think we had the name Overdose then, but we did have a game with Norman Reedus. Yeah, and Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus and, he believed it I was think, Death Stranding too, but now we're we're learning that. And this was just make him just make Norman Reedus aside. This is probably not the same project as that. Do we think he's working on two games? Because this also features an actress from Death Stranding, Mama, uh, Margaret uh, Qualley, who played Mama. Um, All we know right now is that Norman Reedus is working on some kind of Death Stranding 2 esque project. He he called part two. Uh, and then and we then know that, that Kojima is working Kojima's on this also game making Overdose. a game called Overdose with Margaret Qualley, who was in. And then we Death also Death know that Kojima is working with Microsoft, right, on, on an unspecified project. So these so. are either all the same fucking game, or Kojima is working on two or three games. Bunch I think it's or, probably all the same game, in my opinion. I don't know. I think it's. I think he's probably going. I could also see him having three games, like in his. Uh, studio like being made 
I guess it's I'll not it's not insane. Makes. It's not insane. Yeah, I think it's exciting. Yeah, I, I like all these games. My, the horror my game, biggest yeah. issue is like I I like Death Stranding a lot. I like the world. I just dude and delivering packages just ain't my thing. Yeah, I, I I was a little bored as well. I think a horror game would be sick. Obviously. Horror game, awesome. If it's obviously especially we've if it's seen in the Death Stranding world, absolutely, that'd be insane. We've I feel like this one's do, gonna be about obviously. the uh, the dangers of uh, medication, prescription medication. Uh, ODing. Yeah. Are you gonna give you weed needles? Is that a theme in Death Stranding, or are you just making a joke? No, we're talking about overdose. No, that's his new theme. It'll be his Grammys uh, at category for best video game soundtrack. Uh, Oh, best video game soundtrack in your head right now. Go, everybody. Oh, Oh. no, but we're Uh talking about. But it would be for 2023. Final Fantasy That's an old game. and Walker's uh, soundtrack, everybody. What, what game have I played this year has the best soundtrack? Uh, Hardship Shipbreaker, right? Citizen Sleeper. Ship. That's a good soundtrack. Oh, uh, no. Pavlov VR. <laughs> that one That one, that one map we play that we, where the that we only... <laughs> That P- I usually just hear kids screaming uh, over it. It's, it's gonna the be, greatest hits. It's going to be the Cuphead usually it's DLC. Bruno Mars. Oh, that probably has good music. Cuphead DLC. Yeah. You know, when are we going to beat the devil? When are you guys going to beat the devil? Do it right now, bro. Never ever. Uh, maybe. I'll get on right now. Fuck this podcast. I guess cool that the Grammys yeah. are going to get a category for that. I mean, that is legitimate music being produced every year, but who cares? By the Grammys, true. Yeah. I don't think anybody gives a shit about any of those. I wonder this why probably, they're doing this it. This is probably their attempt at being relevant still. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think all these are uh, aren't like all their viewership like at their lowest because no one watches TV anymore. I think Grammys probably. What I call them. Speaking of nobody nice. watching TV anymore, PlayStation presented a State of Play. We're getting into the showcase portion of the pod, I guess, where showcase. the rest showcase. of the news is all about different things we saw at, at E3 this year. A week of stunning announcements. Or at least the uh, void of E3. Some were alright. Day to play, things have stuck out to me. We got a Resident Evil 4 remake. Yep. Mm. People seem to be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man it, coming to PC. Dude, yeah. thank God. Didn't, did you yeah. literally you know, predict version, this? Right? Didn't you say did. this on the last pod? You just, you my s- start as a leaker in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> you will Spider-Man this. was coming. And uh, a little game where you play as a cat, Stray. Stray? That looked interesting. Yeah, puzzle I was, uh, I was super into the Callisto finally. protocol they showed. Game uh, looks like it's in the well. PUBG universe, right? Wink. Yeah. Psych. They, uh, <laughs> they showed gameplay of it. They showed this guy. He was in like this small area and he bumped into this little like spinning vent and he just got sucked into it. It was fucked. This game, yeah, it just looks like, like Dead Space looks- 4. It's just yeah, Dead Space literally. 4, and that's exactly what everybody wants. And I'm yeah, so fucking pumped, great. man. This is a day one buy for me. Yeah, that's going out to December 2nd. The... I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a little upset it's not set in the PUBG universe. That's like a that's a big one for me, Can but I think I'll still it? buy it. I think I'll get past and I'll still buy it. I mean, I'm sure it's still going to be a Battle Royale, even if it's not set in the PUBG universe. <laughs> Dude, imagine if they had a Battle Royale on whatever that station or planet it's on. That's just like <laughs> a mode. Not even a bad idea. 
They don't even tell anybody. They think you're a prisoner and there's just thousands of other people on that planet. The ring is invisible, but what happens when you're behind it is that you get hunt. The ring is stock, just monsters. Stocked. Exactly. Yeah. You That'd don't see a ring. You just get dude, fucking that would swarmed be by fucking monsters. Insane. Oh, All right. I'm, I'm, bu- I'm buying into this idea. That would be crazy because <laughs> then people would be like, whoa, I didn't know I got to this one part and then people started showing up and they were real people. Honestly, I mean, after John's fucking Spider-Man prediction, I do think that developers listen to this podcast and just steal our ideas. Of, follow yeah, Leaky so John. I, I'm confident that we'll have a battle royale. Mode. Double back and say that you are a uh, you're a pub you're a PUBG game, and and the <laughs> mode is called Ring O Monsters. Ring O Monsters. <laughs> I like you. Player, uh, oh, fuck, uh, Callisto on ground. Uh, player unknown. Yeah. All right, what else? Anything else from State of Play? You got a fucking roller, roller drone. Uh, great. You see Final Fantasy 16. What do we think about? The- oh, dude, Final Fantasy 16 looks great. Uh, they showed all the primals that are gonna be in it. Uh, weird one they picked was Odin. I didn't expect Odin to be uh, a primal they were gonna pick, but it's primal, all the classics. Primal is like a summoner. Primal is like yeah, there's uh, the icon, like their summons, yeah, like those yeah, big okay. summons, like uh, Garuda, Titan, Nifrit, all them. I animas or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you they... say some shit about a third person Resident Evil? Oh, did, that was at a Capcom. We get to we're gonna talk. Yeah, I'll talk about re- that. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Shut up, Vito. Sorry. Stop spoiling stuff. Uh, sorry. All right, now we got the limited um, run game show. No, 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 piece, hold on, I hold saw- on. I was oh, waiting sorry, to ahead. say more about that. Uh, they did also announce Walking Dead Saints and Sinners 2. Uh, and me and Greg were saying that we needed to play that first one because that seems like a cool game. And I'm, it's interesting that they're making a, a sequel to it. I guess it was popular enough. Um, but also, I wanted sure. to say we kind of skimmed over the RE4 remake news because that's the first we've seen of it. Uh, since it was yeah, like, we saw like, not, it yeah, wasn't announced before uh, this. some stuff for it. Officially. Did we see gameplay I, uh, though, or was it just kind of cinematic? We saw like a, a tiny, sort of, like, I, I want to say like a tiny bit of gameplay. Yeah, um, so no, basically, I'll give basically, it. No. Shit. I'll give it that the game looks it looks crazy. The new village, like all the uh, like work in it, but dude, that game does not need a remake. I literally no. have bought that game like I want to say at least six <laughs> times. I bought <don't, laughs> a couple times. I've bought it on every console I've owned. Like, I think I own it on the computer, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play it. I feel like our biggest problem with with that in itself is that we wish they were working on other games and not that. Absolutely. We're just going to buy it. All that aside, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. It's it's probably going to be awesome. And even with how, like, flaccid the idea of an RE4 remake leaves me, um, it's still interesting that from this trailer, we've seen that they're incorporating elements from earlier builds of resident evil 4 ideas that they scrapped at some point or another oh, uh, it mean? seems like they're it, well there it were like several they're going, they're going with the paranormal stuff paranormal yeah a little bit yeah I, and i'm it, totally you know, cool with that i think we it was almost implied by the final shot that they might have re- recovered the witch that chases you thing i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they do a ne- nemesis thing like that but we see a hag and that was a big part of the development stories over re4 yeah, there were uh, several earlier builds of RE4 before they got to the what they ended up with, and uh, yeah, I like I the mean, one you, with you the, see Dante uh, the at some room. point, so it might go into the <laughs> Double May Cry build, right? Featuring Dante from the oh, Double right. May Cry series, and even Leon's look. Like uh, Greg was saying, and I, I do agree, looking more at Leon, they did 
make him look sort of like a mix between. They buffed up the RE2 remake Leon a bit. Now he looks. Oh yeah, I like him much looks, better. Yeah. yeah, which is I, it's fine because it, it's uh, six like six years difference. But yes. yeah, like Resident Evil Two, he looked very uh, young and beautiful. He looked way too. He looked way too pretty. Lo- and the first two seconds of them showing him, it looks like he hasn't me. slept since then. So. <laughs> And uh, they did a good job. And he's kind of swimming in his jacket, which is the look that one of the earlier builds of Leon had. So it's kind of, yeah, kind of interesting that they're incorporating that stuff. So maybe it'll be you know they the visuals are all different, like it's all blue filtered instead of like a dusty Spanish town. So it's it's you know it's kind of a different vibe on the whole, and maybe incorporating yeah. ideas that there's were spent. a so lot maybe of it'll enemies. Be a different enough game. I want to see, but I want to see like the 4K remake version of them. Yeah, you were saying El Gigante would be cool to see. Yeah, El Gigante. Like, um, in Resident Evil 4, you guys uh, remember they had, like, the shooting range where you could buy, like, all the models. You can get all, like, the model figures and, like, Mm -hmm. look at them. I'm down for that to see, like, all the new, uh, like, models and see how they look. Yeah. Now. Like all of Salazar's things. It's that dog. I just hope that uh, they don't fuck with the tone. Like, that trailer is very serious and dark. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Which it was. It's not at all what I felt like Resident Evil 4 was. Like, Resident Evil 4 was, like... Camp. I felt... Exactly. Resident Evil 4 was good camp. You know what I mean? Yes. Which you, I feel like you never I see anymore. It. But, yeah. I, I hope that they don't make it super self-serious and dark, because that's what people like out of RE7 and 8, you know? I feel like Your the right trailers comes for off. RE7 were very serious, and then that game ended up being very camp. So I'm not too. It's, it was certainly more like B movie when you actually got into the game. You're right. Yeah. All right. Next, we have the limited run game showcase, which I don't know anything about. I'm looking at this list. So I'm not seeing anything that looks. I could just say real something quick. I can comment about. If you don't mind, I can. I can just say. Real yeah, quick. yeah. If you got, if you got something okay. to say. No, just um. First of all, they had a, a Mega 64 framing device for the, the conference that was actually pretty funny. They were doing like a, I did I did watch that independently. Okay. I subscribed to their channel. And that's okay. One, like one of the only channels I actually watch videos when they post them. Yeah. They were doing like a, like an FMV shooter game style from like the 90s. They had the, like the perfect filter over it. And yeah, it was actually kind of funny. Um, but they the things that stood out to me were... Um, Blade Runner, the old PC Blade Runner from the 90s is getting a physical version. D, uh, which is like an obscure horror game that, I don't know, I always thought looked like shit, but I, I never played it, so I don't know. Um, it's just a weird one to get a physical version. Doom 64, I thought yeah, was I an interesting show, which people swear by. They say Doom 64 is, you know. I mean, I played that game as a kid. I liked it a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then Kotor uh, 2 is getting a physical version. Uh, for the that's oh Kotor that, two yeah I'm not seeing that on this list but okay I think oh no I do see it on I, this list am I talking about the Switch I I noted this like back when I it does say Switch slash PC on this list oh okay Switch slash PC okay also so because uh, it's coming I'm, to the Switch they're like re-releasing it that seems to be the case yeah so Night Trap PS5 release oh yeah that too I think I feel like we've known that's Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm mistaking that for when they did re-release it earlier, and now they're re-releasing it again for the PS5. Right. And it's going to be 4K for the first time, which is... Or 8K? No, 4K. It's going to be uh, the most the most uh, crystal clear Night Trap you've ever yeah. seen. Awesome. 
All right, what's the next conference? All right, um, and, uh, Summer Games Fest. For limited run game. Now we have Summer Game Fest, and uh, I didn't write down any notes for this one. I guess I didn't have anything to say. I I, I didn't watch it, but um, I read through a recap after. I'm having a mi- I'm having a mind melt. I don't remember anything from that. I made some notes. We had they, uh, uh, Aliens: Dark Descent. Right? That was yeah, there was that, was that the RTS. Yeah, or that one was all right. Is it an RTS? I forget. Oh, I no, thought, I, yeah. The, the alien game they showed was the RTS. Okay. No, and then I, I know it was like a... Like an X-Con. Like an alien I thought swarm. that's what it was. Or, yeah, alien swarm. Or, that's better. what I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I think RTSs are like that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, 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 I'm put the, I, I, I put those games together. There is an RTS real-time yeah, strategy game. Is what they My bad. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I think of it like, as. you know, like StarCraft and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, like alien swarm. Yeah, they, well, they showed Callisto Protocol again. Uh, they showed Call of Duty gameplay. thing. That was the. Yeah. I mean, Modern I don't Warfare 2 remake. It, but... It's just uh, some gameplay from uh, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, just like recreation of a level. Yeah. Um, uh... One that I thought was really kind of bizarre to see was Flashback 2, which I don't have a history with the original Flashback. It, it was a beloved game at the time. Um, but it's weird that this is called Flashback 2 because there already was a sequel to the original game made by the original developer, uh, Delphine Software, three years after the original. It was called Fade to Black. Um, so they're just like wiping that from history yeah, for some reason. Yeah, we don't talk about that this one. Too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, apparently it wasn't very good compared to Flashback, but it's still funny. And there was also uh, a crappy remake of Flashback in 2013 that no one remembers. But... um. Yeah, I don't think the developer of Flashback 2 is, is uh, Microids, and I don't think they've been very good for a while. Like, they're developers who did uh, Siberia back in the day and all its sequels as the years went on. But I, I don't, I'm not sure this new uh, Flashback 2 is going to impress based on their track record lately. You know what's going to impress, though? What? That One Piece game. Oh. <laughs> what's it called? Yeah, it is. One they Piece uh, Odyssey? showed that, yeah, One Piece Odyssey. And, Odyssey. Uh, apparently, you're going to get a set guide. Uh, the One Piece crew gets sent to another world, or like an alternate dimension or whatever. Looks good. Looks cool. We saw um, that. Uh, we saw, we saw a cinematic. Solace. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Just Fort Solace is another space horror game. Some of us, Many some of us love those. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I love space. Horror. I love them. That was the one with like Troy Baker and uh, uh, Roger Clark. Oh, uh, that might have been the one that I did not care about. Oh, okay. There was one that they were a part of that I did not. I was not <laughs> a fan of. All right. What were you gonna say, Vito? I was gonna say we saw a cool Cin- cinematic, but no gameplay of uh, Midnight Suns. The uh, right. Marvel XCOM game. I would have liked to see some. some I walked away. For, I stepped away for that, but uh, when I came back, I did see that like Demon Hulk thing. Oh, that Demon Hulk cool. jumping like out of the Venom. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, that. Oh yeah, Demon Hulk. Yeah, like yeah. The cinematic was cool. out there. I don't know why they didn't show. I mean, you can find a little bit. Uh... Oh yeah, I didn't. I don't. I forget. Does it play like uh, like Ultimate Alliance, or is it a different type of game? No, it's like an XCOM. It's like literally XCOM. It's like oh, an okay. XCOM, but it's card based. You you have like huh. a, a deck, and you're you're like your moves are based on the cards you draw. Hmm. It's definitely on my radar. That game. 
That's why I mentioned it. Uh, yeah, I've had DLC, uh, new trailer. When are you guys uh, yeah. gonna beat the devil though? Dude, tonight. Yeah, do well, it. when you <laughs> guys, while you guys can't beat the devil, me John will play with me as Miss Chalice, and no, you guys mean Greg beat the devil. I see. It's not hard, Vito. Just beat the devil. Just do it. Just beat the devil, Vito. Jesus Christ. Then maybe you can beat the devil out of yourself. <sighs> we saw a, uh, <laughs> we saw a we saw layers of, of fears. Layers of fucking fears. <laughs> I, just, I still cannot get over the destiny. Hell name. yeah. Layers, layers of, of fears, fears, bro. Why so did they do this? Why did they it's do like, this? It's like I already don't have much faith in Bloober Team. I think they've made like certain goodish games but most of their stuff has been like really underwhelming and another layers of fear game after layers of fear 2 sucked and it's called layers of fears <laughs> it's so dumb Layer, layers of fear 3 layers is of fears is right they should have saved this title fear for a layers. 5 so that they could replace the s at the end with a 5 layers oh, of fear 5 sick. dude that would have been sick well i mean yeah where did they go from here <laughs> they just replace all the uh, the A's with fours. Layers of fearses. I think somebody said the fearsies. 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 Layers of fearsies. <laughs> Anything layers else from that show? Maybe layers. Uh, of oh, the, uh, what, there was what one more. What did we see about Fall Guys? I, I kind of was. Uh, it's saw, an epic saw game one. store. Right, so free right. to play. We got we. Uh, I think oh, when I was googling around about Fall Guys, I saw oh, there's a Master Chief editor? coming. Oh right, what did yeah. you say? Master Chief uh, and Arbiter coming, but they announced that like uh, a few days the ago. Xbox like, one. Yeah, the Xbox one. Is, is Fall Guys a game we're playing again? Will we play uh, it again? Probably not. I was I was saying to Danny, editor, that's exciting, but right, they're that. removing the game. From Steam, from Steam and making it free to play on Epic, which you might have mentioned. Same fucking thing they did to Rocket League. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, granted, if you already it own will it, be you fine. won't lose it. But yeah, yeah, but it's just a weird. Still, thing. that's uh, very stuff. aggravating. I was saying to Danny that it might be a good time to join to like just dunk on new players because there's going to be a ton of <laughs> influx of free to play players. Just fucking ruin oh, people. Yeah, yeah, we can maybe maybe on free to play day we can go. go yeah, I can trash them. Maybe I'll get my first crown. <laughs> I believe in you. Oh, I would not have said that on the podcast, man. <laughs> no. I, knew, I knew someone was going to say that. You've I don't think I've ever admitted that, that out loud, but I've never, I've never won the game. You've got a, you've got a lot of hours in that game, man. I know. I'm always oh fucking, dude. God, always so fucking bridesmaid. Never. Somebody, brides. somebody, go through the never... next showcase while I find out exactly how many hours he has. The problem well, is, I'm always note. playing with fucking Flask, and Flask like. Dude, he, he when it comes to down animal, to it, he turns you. to an animal. He's he ruthless, an man. He, Flask is a sociopath. And he throws game. friendship right out the window. Thirty-eight hours the last no round. I just play to play. Come you know, on, I you play the to, game. You had to do that, Andy. I play the game that's presented to me. I, I eat what's on my plate. That's all I can say. I get it, Flask. Don't Thank worry. You. These guys are Neanderthals. Losers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, my, <laughs> if the animal <laughs> comes out. My one last note for uh, Summer Game the Fest mere mention was of, of him losing <laughs> was uh, American Arcadia, which uh, by the devs uh, out of the blue games, who were the developers of Call of the Sea, which is that game I played a while back on Game Pass, which I thought was a nice, uh, good experience, a good game. But that was an adventure game. This looks to be like a uh, 
kind of a two two D three D um like stealth game where you're stealthing through like a a corporate uh dystopian kind of like but seventies retro worlds thing where they're like looking for you like the the you know the man is looking for you something like that um I, the only reason i bring this up is just because i know the developers from that previous game and i think they're capable of making a, a fun game or a good game cool. cool devolver digital devolver i like their oh, hang on before we move on summer games fest jeff Keeley. um as you guys may know or may not know jeff wants to do a physical version of it next year e3 oh, is really? also trying planning to do a physical version of it next of their are we gonna try to be press i thought which are we going to yeah we're getting press passes well how do we feel about the idea of a physical e3 and a physical summer games fest around the same time probably Look, I am, around the same area i am all in on that because i love trashing these conferences from the comfort of my own home with my friends oh for sure i'm just wondering are these going to happen i hope so i mean do we think that we're going to see both of these conferences happening within like the same two week span in la that well i don't think i don't think keely's gonna give up on his stuff yeah i could see e3 giving up e3 is a history of giving up in different ways (laughs) but i would love for them to both happen I feel like more Keely could try to make it make sense for people. I don't know. Yeah, how would like how would the all the announcements happen and stuff? Because E3 is like the the elder statesman of announcing things, so they might like default to going with that. Or maybe E3 has become irrelevant enough that now Keely has a good relationship with a bunch of development. Yeah, it could go. Yeah, two ways. All right, Xbox. Showcase. Devolver. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot Devolver existed for a second there. <laughs> it was I a fun Devolver. little conference. Yeah. I mean, they always do like a fun meta, hey, we're trying to sell you something, we're going to talk about how we're trying to sell you something, and we're going to be really yeah. cute about it. I liked their their uh, target this time of like, uh, what, what were they doing? What were they like making fun of? They were making fun I of I actually like, watch it. Oh, okay. Sorry, something I'm blanking on what they were making fun of, but I remember it being <laughs> remember it being good fun to me. On the nose, yeah. But I did like I did like them bringing Suda Fifty One in and on a screen on a mech suit. He wasn't even announcing a fucking game in the conference. He was just a part of the framing device for their show. They just got him. Um, and then I loved the the never ending story parody that it's switched to that uh, that targeted me. I will say. Um, what, uh, but yeah, they didn't have many games, but what they did have all looked promising. Yeah, I'm flipping through. The skate game looks cool. Oh, the skate story style. game had a really interesting and unique art style, yeah. Just bizarre. Fucking uh, Angerfoot, um, which was a itch.io Wait a uh, second. release. Did I? Um, I left that one out of my demo. I played that demo in the next Oh, quest. how do you play yeah. the, uh, the Steam demo, which is like a shortened version of the itch.io project. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think it's like, it's there's like a boss at the end. Um, Somehow how, I did how not it? note that down. That was, it was fun. It was, it, it is Hotline Miami. Yeah. Like straight up. But, for, but um, first person. First person. And um, a lot of kicking and 
Yeah, so your primary attack is the kick, which you're kicking down doors and kicking down men. Well, animal men. Uh, but then you also do, like, get a gun uh, from the enemy. You can pick up guns from enemies. They have limited shots, only a few bullets in the chamber. Yeah, you throw the guns. Hotline uh, miami Yes, yes. You can shoot and throw the guns. Uh, so it is Hotline Miami, but just first person with kicking. No, this looks sick. It's I love the though. style of it. Um, Music was good. I guess Devolver picked it up, and it's, they're going to create a full game out of that. And the name is amazing. Anger Foot. Ang- Anger Foot. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I am. I am totally sold into the Plucky Squire. This game. Me too. That was my highlight. Really fucking cool. See, like when it was just the storybook stuff, I was like, "Oh, this looks very cute." But when he jumps out of the storybook and into it the gives 3D you takes two vibes, right? Like, it yeah, gives you the same kind of wonder of like, "Oh man, what's the next gameplay sequence going to be?" It's so rare that a trailer makes me go, "Ooh," you know, genuinely yeah. go, "Ooh," and that was an yeah. "Ooh" moment for me. I was like, "Oh, I'm in." I'm into the well, even the Square. storybook stuff was still really cool. Yeah, it was. I would have I would have probably checked out but just like, be, even no, based on that. But all of a sudden there's like a little bit of Pikmin in there. He's like running like along like coffee mugs and shit. Like And you got that tilt shift style where everything's like, you know, you're a tiny person in a big world, so everything's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really cool. I'm digging it. Alright, that's a uh, devolver. Now we have Xbox. I love love the Xbox. All right. So my highlights and this kind of in order of, uh, I got a list that I linked there, but my highlights in order of like, uh, they were shown all night silk song. We saw some gameplay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. With, uh, was pretty sick and it wasn't shown in the trailer, but it's also come to game pass. That's, that's cool. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's totally so nice. game I want to buy on Steam. Uh, oh, we should mention uh, all these games. They did say all these games are coming out within the next twelve months. Now, that's whether what I was that say. will it came out with like a soft true. release date, we didn't see it on the yeah. trailer, but yeah. Whether that will hold true, whether they're going to delay some, we don't know. They're, you know, we never can really trust these people. But but, but that's, that's what they literally said. the first time that we've heard anything about anything close to a release date for this game. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's great. We saw a little bit of Redfall, which I wrote down was like Left 4 Dead with vampires. Mm-hmm. By Arcane. So it'll probably, probably feel good to play. Redfall to me looked more like uh, John and uh, Vito GTFO. That's what that game reminded me of with vampires. Really? I thought it was more like what Andy said, like a Left 4 Dead. Nah, dude. It was more tactical. Because, yeah, because they shit only started popping off when they got caught. And from sneak after sneaking around, and that was like GTFO. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's kind of cool. So that's definitely what I got vibes I got. So maybe more of a focus on not engaging with the vampires when possible. Stealth. Yeah, GTFO is more just stealth. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm. I didn't watch the trailer for that. <clears throat> I mean, I'll, it take was, your, I'll take your word for it. I guess. It looks it looked like what it looked like to me. Um, um, Plague Tale 2 was the next thing I wrote down, Greg. Dude, they showed gameplay of that. Requiem. That game looks so nutty. I cannot wait. I love a Plague Tale, the first one. Amisa's I really need to play character. that first one. I've only heard good things about it from you and from everybody else. Yeah, dude, I love that game. 
I did a video for Flask uh, recently, and I played, just started playing through it. <laughs> I think the biggest confusion about that game and what stopped me from playing it is it really looks like a on its surface, like it's a walking simulator. But I've heard that's what it looks like, heard, and it is definitely that. not that. I've heard there's gameplay, like actual yeah. gameplay. Yeah. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, I I learned during that showcase that it's a forty year franchise. It's crazy. It's apparently their oldest franchise. Oh yeah. I mean, there are people uh, who the are like super into it. Like there's there are, you know middle aged people and even like elderly people at this point who have been into the franchise for decades and decades. That, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. My grandpa had this and he played yeah. this on his computer. My uncle not, was. This is, yeah. not, this is not a joke. Yeah. Um, they showed off a Halo crossover where there was a pelican that looked like it was flying in low orbit around space. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it's a game like I, I'm probably never going to play, but I really admire it. I think it's very cool. That's a good way to put it. It's an admirable game. We saw some sick-ass gameplay of Scorn followed by a release date on um, October 21st, I think. 2023. Uh, yeah, I've been, yep. uh, I've been very excited now. about this game. I, I just love its aesthetic and how gross it is. And yeah, when it's out, it, I'll be excited. It, it reminds, reminds me of... of oh, you go oh, first. It reminds both of us of things. Well, I'm going to say something a little... Uh, uh, Word. Uh, fuck. Uh, it reminds me of Dark Souls a little bit, where it's like you're you're plopped in this dark world. It's very silent. Doesn't look like there's much of like dialogue happening in this. Um, oh yeah, that was the know. the the thing they said that it was a completely dialogueless trailer. And yeah, it's just like yeah. showing you the well, game. It's the, not yeah, saying anything. All to the you. trailers and all of the well, yeah. they released like a ten minute gameplay video. A year ago or more. I think they said there's no dialogue in the game. Yeah, it just, no it just seems. Oh, that's what it was. Just okay. seems quiet and like you've just been thrown into this sci-fi nightmare. Um, very excited for this one. Well, I thought you were for a second. I got excited because you said dark, and I thought you were going to say the same thing I was thinking. But I think oh, it God. looks like Dark Seed, uh, which is a couple of old PC games from like the '90s. They're adventure mm-hmm. games, but the art style is like heavily. Inspired by H.R. Geiger, but has a little right, bit of Geiger. like its own thing going on. Uh, yeah, that that kind of like bio chit chitinous yeah, weapons like are dark alive. aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. All right. Um, that, yeah, we got a new game, new what looks like maybe an open world action RPG, Flintlock Siege of Dawn. I'm calling it an action RPG just based on how it looked. I don't know if that's how they described it. What was this yeah. again? Um, uh, this it was like the, the Magic Era Revolutionary War vibes game. Okay. She's like wielding a musket and like also a fucking hammer or whatever at the same time. There's a lot of... With those like fox dog things. Combat. Oh, right. Too. There's a lot of like uh, elemental or environmental stuff. Like she was... There was triangles in the air that she was like morphing into something to fly to. I thought I mean, it looked it pretty looks, cool. Yeah, no, it does look cool. The combat looked like it had some complexity to it. Yeah. We were, we were joking about the, this game being the the first case of the Elden Elden ringification of video games. It's happening. You can't stop it. 
I didn't write much down about this one, but I saw some art article describe it as like a cosmic Metroidvania or something like that. Uh, last case of Benedict Fox. Oh uh, yeah. This this publication calls it a new detective adventure game. Uh, yeah, I would so scrolling game. It looks pretty cool. The game initially presents itself, and I was thinking like, oh, it's like an, uh, a spooky adventure game, like a Lovecraftian adventure game. But when you actually see the gameplay, it is absolutely a Metroidvania because he's like he's like straight up a detective in the oh yeah, I'm seeing it Victorian now, yeah. era fighting monsters and stuff like that directly. He's like jumping, he's like stabbing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a Metroidvania. I even see what looks like a boss or something. Yeah. I mean, that game looks sick. Cool theme. Yeah, cool that. theme. We saw, I think this was my first time seeing it, but you guys sound like you'd seen it before. More of As Dusk Falls. Right. Dude, we did see a trailer for that. This game looks so before. fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate how this game looks. Now, hang on, Greg. Feel- what, what if I told you this game had a shared story mode that you could divvy up eight characters between your friends? Uh, I don't think I'm going to watch someone get ripped in half by a werewolf, so I'm probably not going to be into this one. (laughs) I think we were saying while we were watching it, I mean, this is not the first trailer we've seen for it, but we were saying that it, on the surface, or on paper, it sounds like a cool art style, um, but in action, you're seeing what looks like animatics, and it just looks unfinished. It looks, it doesn't look, yeah, it looks, it does not look finished. It looks like keyframes of animations, which is just... It took it's it missing to like mind. more style to it. You know what I mean? Like they needed to have something cool, like text bubbles popping in or something. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, more sorry. Something on like cardboard novel. cutouts that are just kind of like motion, mo- doing a single motion. What were you saying? Flash uh, brings to mind what? Oh, just like the state of of something that's not complete. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah, we're yeah. so like it's just still frames of of people, so that nothing is fluid. Uh, so you don't really get the emotions from the character. They're acting their hearts out, but you're not getting anything from it because it's just like snapshots. I I love how uh, their their attempt to show you that all your choices matter was a branching tree where one choice branched off into three timelines that were mostly the same from then on out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. But it was kind of funny. Huh. Uh. Ho- might be a fun bad game. We'll see. That's coming to Game Pass soon. It is coming to Game Pass. This is the second time, at least the second time that we're speaking of at least that John totally called something. We got a, a grounded release date for oh, yeah. September. I can feel it in my bug bones. John, you disappointingly told us that uh or told me at least later on that you read somewhere that we're going to have to wipe our garden in order to or wipe our base or whatever, wipe our save oh, in order true? to play the full update. Yeah, I'm fair, almost positive I read that in a at least one of these updates that I've been you know, keeping up with the game. Yeah, they yeah, they say that if you want to update to like the newest version, you're gonna have to delete your save. Is there more coming in between now and September? I wouldn't think so. Is the la- the latest update was like right when we yeah I thought uh, so. a little bit after we started playing. So maybe That's why it's to. almost like it's, it's like fucked. We just wait till September to play. You know what I mean? Because like we, mm-hmm. you know, we could play next like month and get all the way that the game has, or do all the stuff, and then have to just restart and do it in September. Yeah, 
I feel you. Uh, now, it could be still fun. Phase. I don't know. No, we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. Do it more efficiently the second time. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got uh, Pentiment, which is a new game from Obsidian Entertainment. It's also a 2D, or it's a 2D game. What did I write down? Oh, yeah. Murder it's like in the style of... Game, maybe? Yeah, I like that it's a murder mystery, and I like that it's in the it's in like a medieval illustration style. It's like an interesting visual aesthetic. Yeah, I you know what I mean by medieval illustration, yeah, yeah, for like sure. those old, <laughs> yeah, for sure. those old kind of jank looking storybooky. Yeah, yes. We saw a little bit of Chinese Neo, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty. Yeah, looks kind of cool. Was someone Mr. just? Kurt, I'm sure really into that. Oh yeah, Kurt was Kurt was raving about it. Never we got... played any of those Neos, dude. That Neo, that uh, Wulong game looks great. Or I mean, yeah, the, what we saw of it looked cool. Trailer. Yeah, it looked but, insane. But I, I've never also never played any of the Neo games. They're great. I love them. Uh, second one, I highly recommend. Uh, you can do that whole thing co-op, and it's a lot of fun. Um, a few things you may have passed over, Andy. Uh, for Diablo Four, like I'm just going through the list. Uh, that is on the thing. Uh, Diablo Four, they showed off the Necromancer, the new class or their last class. It did look pretty cool. Looks pretty dang cool. Does look cool. Uh, we and what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, Thieves. Uh, Persona three to five is coming. That's crazy, dude. Uh, yeah. That was a big announcement. Yeah, this so is th- awesome. It's coming to Game Pass, and that's uh, the confirmation that P five R is coming to uh the Steam as well. Um, which is crazy. Can't wait! Can't wait to play Royal. P three is gonna be the portable version, which yeah, is not, I did look uh, into the FES. differences. And there, it is a different game. You don't get the 3D walk-around environments, which is a big blow. Uh, you get more of a visual novel type thing for interactions and stuff like that. So it is a different game. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, I regard. thought it was uh, the uh, FES version, which is the uh, like the super fancy version, which mm-hmm. Golden and Royal were. But from what well, I understand, I really there can't... are a little bit of quality of life improvements to Portable as well. So there is sort of a give and take. With that version, that's good. I mean, I really just want to play Persona Five on the computer. Right, that's the that's the big part of it. Yeah, I love Persona. It's great, great game, great. Me and Andy are gonna have a video series. Everybody, you heard it here <laughs> first. That'd be cool. Uh, Hideo Kojima appeared briefly on the screen. Didn't really say much except announcing a partnership and Mystery. the showcase. Can we talk about the snake oil salesman now? Who's this? Oh yeah, and the showcase ended with Starfield. Uh, which Todd Howard, everybody. I'm just gonna air my bag out entirely. I don't have a whole lot to say. I think that the parts that look like every other Bethesda game are pretty much exactly what you would expect. The walking around, the fighting, and all that. The, co- uh, the, 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 the actual the gun combat engine. was you pretty can see mediocre. The, the core pieces of the creation engine at their very roots of that game. What they showed looked great. But you're telling me a thousand planets all cost. I saw you were talking about something, Andy, so you could probably add. Yeah, I didn't look at the link you posted earlier. 
But I still don't believe that Thousand Planets thing. I, I'm having a hard time still believing it. Well, yeah, the article I think shed some some light on that. Where Todd is saying basically that yeah, there's that he's being honest. There's a thousand planets, and there's a portion of the game that where there's tons of handcrafted handcrafted content. That's like you know the main story and and all that. And then there's uh these extra planets are kind of like extra and and. Yeah, they are. He refers to them as ice bowls, and they're included in the game so that players can fly around and explore if they want, and then bounce back to the to the main quest uh, when they want. You know, and I think I, I think we all assumed that that's what they would be. I appreciate just the honesty and also the affirmation that there is. He mentions in that same article that. The, the most handcrafted content out of like any of the Bethesda games. So I'm okay You're with hope. that. If they want to, if they want to throw in a bunch of ice balls that are optional to visit and maybe have yeah. some things, that's, that's All great. Right. That's fine. That's fine. As long All as right. there's a, a solid, as long as there's a meaty game there uh, elsewise, you know, so, the only other thing I'll just, say is I don't want to be playing star, cool. star Skyrim. I thought, I thought the <laughs> shipbuilding, uh, my biggest thing, my that I thought was crazy. Uh, I like their new base building uh, mechanic uh, from Fallout 4s, which uh, sucked big wang. Um, you, it looks like you're basically in like your own like floating. You're in like a sky cam floating around and placing down, not your character just moving. Shit right, more of a creative base, mode. Yeah, I thought the base building looked cool. I thought the ship, ship building, building looked awesome. R- reminded me of the uh, Easy Builder and like uh, Starbase, that indie game we were playing. Um, oh yeah, it mm-hmm. does. And uh, that's exciting. I get. I, honestly, I went from not giving a fuck about this game and not understanding why people are so excited about it. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of those fucking people still. But like, I'm now. I'm like, shit. This is coming to Game Pass. Give me a free fucking game. I think it's gonna be. A fun experience. It seems cool. I think the the biggest disappointment in that same article, possibly, um, was that there's no seamless landing on planets. That I'm fine with. That I don't give a shit about. Because when you do it that in like No Man's Sky or Star Citizen, while in Star Citizen it's pretty crazy, it like looks really good. It usually is just kind of like a time pad, like time padding. So I'm fine with. And, and, and maybe you're right, whatever. and maybe once I'm playing, I'll understand that and be like, yeah, whatever, fine. Uh, just just get me to the planet. But I think Flask put it best, like, I th- we've had a bunch of big space games in the last couple of years, and seamlessly landing on planets is this big that. immersive feature that, totally, that has been around. Right. And, and, and I would expect that, and also... I I thought that was like a huge fucking step in gaming when we could seamlessly land on a planet like that. So having a loading I don't think, screen, I think the creation engine would literally collapse in on itself if they. Yeah, I, well, I understand bullshit, why they're you know? saying this, why they're not doing it. Like I I get it. <laughs> Andy, were you gonna it, were you gonna you continue know, maybe, to say something? No, I got it all out there. Okay. Um. Yeah, and and if you're gonna be editing, fucking uh, creating your own spaceships and shit, I would like to see them land. You know, if, if flying your ship around is gonna be a big part of the game, I would like to see. I would like to seamlessly land on planets, especially if there's gonna be a thousand of them. It would make it feel like a one cohesive yeah. galaxy. 
That's all I got for that showcase. Well, we'll see. Uh, I have one. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say about Starfield. I'm calling it now, or maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I think there could be an Easter egg planet where the inhabitants like fell into conflict or, or something Skyrim like a war. Goblins? Well, so the first thing I thought was Elder Scrolls, but I was like, no, what they'll do is they'll make a, a fallout planet. Where it's like a post apocalyptic uh, post apocalyptic world cut off from the rest of space, a la Fallout, Ooh, and you can land you're like there. An alien or something. <laughs> yeah, you're like the alien that you find in the Fallout games sometimes. No, you know what they should do is that, but all the people there are like just a- like the aliens from Fallout. They're just on that island, and they think you're like some crazy uh, freak dude. Oh, like like the basically just like a like a complete uh, yeah like a complete role swap. Mm-hmm. It could be a fun story. A thousand planets might as well. Uh, the, the one more game that I wanted to mention from that showcase was uh, Ravenlock, which me and Greg seemed uh, interested in, which is that uh, the voxel Alice in Wonderland kind of game that looked kind of cool, or kind of kind of. Oh yeah, that is that was cool. I did like that game. Attractive. It looked nice. Um. All I've right. said this before with voxel games. I think uh, a, a standard for voxel games now is you should be able to destroy anything in a voxel yes. game. Blow the shit out of things, let people, just, and yeah, let environments. Me rip through, let me rip through that castle. Yes. All right. And I'm just going to say it now. Do we, do we have to talk about the PC gaming Capcom showcase? No. They, they showed nothing. Fuck they no. were just advertising bullshit. I was I I was so bored during the PC gaming showcase. Well, the Capcom show where they showed a DLC for Resident Evil Eight, right? Uh, they showed yeah they're gonna do uh for Capcom they're gonna do Shadows of Rose I think it's called and it's gonna follow uh Rose when she's older and it looks like she's going through like a a, a dream world or through the Mega seat. Right. Uh, okay. but the cool thing they did announce is for Village they're adding a third person mode. Because they Capcom finally realized that third person mode is uh, the best for Resident Evil. <laughs> Could be cool. I see it taking away a little bit of the horror. Dude, I think they showed like some gameplay of it. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, it might entice me to play another time, even though I played yeah, so many times. times already. I'm definitely gonna play through it again. Uh they showed uh Exoprimal, which is that dinosaur game. I watched it again. I watched it not in uh like shitty FPS and like broken up. Uh it does look cool. Uh I I, I it reminds me it's got Lost Planet vibes. Or at least that's what I got from it. What was with so the I'm, fucking Terratornado? Dude, I, <laughs> I Why was there a bunch of pterodactyls in a tornado formation? Dude, that was cool uh. though. Um <laughs> So they had that, and then they had the fucking... They showed Resident Evil again. They showed more stuff for that. Right. It's coming to play um, PS5, those three games. They showed yeah. Outbreak? No. Uh, they showed Resident Evil 7, 2, and 3 are coming to the PS5, Xbox, with all update. Uh, then they had... they showed, Then they got the Dragon's Dogma, and they were like, 10th anniversary, everybody. And I was all excited. And then these fucking scumbags. These fucking dirtbags. <laughs> they were like... Get ready for Thursday, which is tomorrow, the 16th. We're going to have a 10th celebration. Woo! All right, bye. A video. We're going to show off a video. How do you do that? Just don't do anything. Just don't do anything. I'm going to say it right now. Flask, I want you to just, I want you to keep this in. 
If they do not show Dragon's Dogma 2 tomorrow, I will commit a violent crime somewhere. I don't know where, but I'm going to commit a violent don't crime. Don't let Capcom do that to you, man. Don't let them turn you into that say, person. I'm going to say Dragon's Dogma 2 did this, and I'm going to cause a violent <laughs> crime somewhere. Alright, Flash, because Greg said that, you gotta air this, like, t- two air, days from now. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say report it to the police. Don't, don't put Greg in prison. Just air this, I don't like, want to. Give, give him a couple days. Okay. No, All right. put me in prison. Send it was a grievous insult, I admit. The Did Dragon's Dogma yeah. nonsense. Oh, let me just scroll through the thing real quick, because I think they showed one more thing. Oh. Uh, they didn't show nothing. They didn't show shit, like I said. Yeah, yeah, no, they did, they did, they did, they did. What, what, what? Say something they showed, uh, they showed Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Oh, who cares? Uh, they showed some, they showed some monsters, uh, and then the full monster <laughs> list got leaked, which was very, very funny. Uh, the Saragios is getting added, which was my favorite monster. I'm not even speaking English anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, what you're saying, Greg. Uh, when you said that my torch, I think you gave me a. They didn't announce bit. much that uh, we were excited about. And it's... then they showed Street Fighter Six. They showed Guile. And you gonna buy it? You gonna Guile. buy No, dude, I hate Street Fighter. I'm gonna right, shit about it. The art style looks kind of interesting with the splashes of uh, paint or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it looks nice. I'm not gonna buy it. It looks it great, looks nice. but I don't play Street Fighter. No. There was one game from the uh, the PC gaming show, which I think everybody kind of agreed looked like maybe something, which was Demon School. Uh. Which is like the pixel characters in 3D environment that kind of looked like it was a oh no it was I a tactics or, in that. oh no that was a yeah no that that tactics one that was like yeah. uh kind of persona e with tactics yeah RPG no I, I wasn't that great creepy in school that. it reminded me of it did kind of remind me of Disgaea a little bit oh sure uh, okay but oh, yeah, uh, that's such neat. Uh, no, not, not, it could appeal to some. That was kind of the only thing from the PC. I think Andy show. Super thought it was cool looking. Yeah, he I, I could have sworn somebody said something good about it. Yeah, he, he got, got a tattoo. Uh, <laughs> that that big like skull. Knuckles. The big skull from the, the trailer. Yeah. That's commitment right there. That's it. That was all the shows. That's it. That was it. That was it. And that's the end of this uh, four hour podcast. Thank God. That you'll uh, watch, only, that you'll listen to on your commute, your four-hour commute. It's only three. <laughs> only on only three. Gas is like forty bucks. Stay tuned now. next week. We're we gonna put all go. the sound effects in. It'll be four hours. Stay tuned yeah. next week for our variety show, where we'll more properly celebrate episode one hundred. And uh, have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks good for night, everybody. listening. For a hundred episodes. For a hundred episodes. One hundred. Be sure to tune in next week where we fucking turn into a bunch of clowns to perform oh, your oh. pleasure. Performing I'm for sorry. you. The broken campfire crew.